Good evening and welcome to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with the Asylum Assassin Matt Costa and Stephanie Burke. Matt Moan, he's off for the holidays, but we have the entire Spooky Studio filled up with people. There's a lot, a lot of people here. Hold on. Turn this out. I don't know. Keep that on. Put that there. Take that out. Take that out. Okay. <laughs> I think I've reset myself properly. Uh, but we have uh, joining us in the studio, co-hosting for tonight, we have John Brightman from Bright Star Promotions. Hello, John. How are you? How are you doing, buddy? Oh, look. See, he knows how to use the mic now. He's getting right up on it. We got, we got Get, you. Getting used to it. You've, yeah. you've trained me well. <laughs> and uh, and we have Porter here with us again, too. And and looks like you've got your own microphone, too. So I do. I've got my own to... mic right in front of me, so I'm doing good. That's how you know that you're the paranormal celebrity in the room, because you have your own mic instead of having to share. Like, <laughs> I don't right want to share with John. I offered to not. share. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I don't know. Like, you got to get really close to share some of these microphones. And it gets kind of weird. Quick. Especially when we have not enough chairs either, and you have to sit on each other's laps to share the microphone. That's when it gets super yeah, weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want Porter sitting on my lap or, or <laughs> no? massaging my leg. Is Who he said he was going to be mic? sitting on your lap? Yeah, yeah. Who's sitting that? I'm not agreeing to any of that. Maybe, maybe you could have been sitting on his. Nah. I mean, it's Christmas. <laughs> He's the one with the beard. I am. This is true. This is true. This is getting weird already. Yeah, you're not sitting on Santa's lap tonight. <laughs> well, I mean... Oh my God! If you want to, we if can you, find we can find you a Santa. If it's two things we have plenty of around Fairhaven, it's fair. It's uh, Santas and Jesuses. Oh really? So that, have, is, that is true. We have plenty That's of those. True. It's the perfect place to celebrate Christmas. Did we, did you hear the story? Did I tell it when you were here last week about Fairhaven Jesus? The last time you were here I was that so. last week. Yeah, I think I think I think you talked about it. So there's literally a guy that walks around this town dressed as Jesus. He moved to Florida, didn't he? Yes. 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 So. You never know. I'm, I'm assuming it's, he's down there now because it's winter, but you never know when he's just going to pop into the window looking for early birthday presents. So, interesting. We can we can share those with him. So, how's everybody doing tonight? Great. How are you? I'm spooktacular. I, I knew that was he coming. Says with little. He says with little <laughs> conviction. Well, I went shopping before I came here, which is always a good idea. Right. Isn't you know, it fun this time two, of year? Two days before Christmas. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we well, went. you know, it just it doesn't make any sense. You know, if you're running like uh, uh, <coughs> an old Navy in Wareham, <coughs> you would think that you would have enough people to work the registers. Like, did you not think people were going to come out shopping, especially when you're, like, open till midnight or whatever? Did you not think people were going to want to come in and buy things that you should have people at the register to ring them up? And then, of course, everybody that was at the register in front of me had an issue. Naturally. Mm-hmm. Like one, like two people decided that was a great time to apply for the Old Navy card. Oh, yeah. And then another lady was trying to use her Old Navy card, but it wasn't letting her. So, of course, they have to do that thing where the manager has to call them, and then they have to have the lady talk on the phone. But instead of being like, let's put your stuff aside, and you can just be next when they just left that register tied up and all kinds of stuff like that. So I'm like, come on. this People are miserable. Right. And not only are they miserable, but... Like add into the rain, add into it the rain, and everybody getting soaked, and right. people not wanting to run from place to place, and uh, it's just it was a bad idea. It's terrible. I don't know why I chose to go now. I was just sitting at the house all day, being like, I'll just go right before I leave for the show. Like I don't need to go it's now. Fine. I, I, you know, I like to go the weekend of you know the couple of days before Christmas because I have good sales and I can get multiple gifts instead of one with the with what I budgeted. But uh, sometimes I wonder if it if it's not worth just becoming one of those online shoppers listen i swear by online shopping it's a lot easier get on there order it it shows up on the front porch i'm done i don't have to fight the crowds well there's been all those stories all those stories this week too about people who have 
people coming to their front door and stealing packages right off their front door. Right. Which kind of bothered me because, like, I'm looking at some of the people online that are complaining about this, like, and, and putting, and it's not even if somebody stole their package. Like, I would feel bad if somebody stole their package, but they're like, oh, somebody came up on my front door and was, like, jiggling my door handle and everything. And they're putting up this, like, full color, high definition security footage. And I'm like, you live in the ghetto, right. and like I, I don't you don't have that. any. Like you're complaining <laughs> you don't have any money, and you've got better surveillance equipment than the ghost hunting teams that we know. Yes, yeah. you know, like I, I don't know, like I, I think like Porter, if you're going to use a, a, a security system for a, for a show like Haunted Towns, you would think you could at least have the same quality as uh, as somebody who's just trying to protect their weed from getting stolen <laughs> from their think. house. <laughs> But, uh, this is getting real right now. This is and, getting real. Right? And besides, like, why do you even need that high-tech security system anyway? You've already got four pit bulls in the apartment anyway. Right. But so, it's legal yeah. anyways now. Well, well not the amount amounts. they have. Well, yeah. this is true, but still. It's not recreational use when you have it by the, you know, it, So did, did you hear the story before we get into paranormal topics? The grandparents? This is, this is a little weird. That, that was a very interesting story uh, yesterday where a, a couple in their 80s driving from California to Vermont gets pulled over and... When they get pulled over, and they, the funny part is, the funny part of the story is, you know why they got pulled over? No. Because they didn't use their turn signal. Mm-hmm. I would have thought that an 80-year-old couple driving from California to Vermont would have their turn signal on the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> so, but for some reason, they didn't have their, they didn't use their turn signal, so that leads to them getting pulled over, and when the cops get close to the car, all they can smell is weed. And then they get up there, and they find out there's 60 pounds of marijuana in the car. And so they asked the people, why are you driving around with 60 pounds of marijuana in the car? Well, it's, it's a Christmas gift. Yeah. So They said the street value was 336000 or something like something that. Something like that. I, that. I read it quite. That's a hell of a Christmas gift. And right? that takes care right? of a lot of glaucoma. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> Cancer, glaucoma. They were 80 and yep. 83. I couldn't believe that. They could see perfectly, too. Right. <laughs> I'm sure. How you wonder why. <laughs> they could see things that we can't. <laughs> and also, though, like, they, they dipped into it, obviously, because yeah. they could smell it and everything. And if that's the case, like, you're already driving from California to Vermont. It's already a long trip. You want to do it at 35 miles an hour the whole way? <laughs> and it's a Christmas gift. So yeah. what are you doing? You're using some of somebody's Christmas gifts? Well, I'm, gift? I'm thinking that they probably, like, needed, like, 40 pounds for Christmas. Right. And just figured, like, if we have 60 with us, then we have a little bit to play right. with on yeah. the way. Well, it's to get them through the whole family get-together at Christmas. That's that what it's And it's, it's <laughs> the trip it's, out there, the trip back, oh and goodness. dealing with the family. <laughs> it's great for the barter system, too. It's like when you pull up to that gas station in the middle of nowhere – and gas is like $3.75 a gallon. You're like, I'm not paying that. I'll just trade you some weed. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy behind the counter is like, that's a good deal as far as I'm concerned. Oh, my God. So uh, anyway, I just think that I just thought that it was funny that these people have these security systems on. And I'm looking at them all. I was watching CNN, too, earlier, and, and they had a whole bunch on them. And I was like, maybe we're doing it wrong with the surveillance systems that we're using. Like, maybe it's time to stop using, like, the these old DVR systems that we've been hung up on for years and be like, let's just get like the ring doorbells and put those all over haunted places. Because those pictures are phenomenal and they have night vision and everything. So. And a doorbell so they can ring the doorbell. And it's what's really funny is like we we do this thing where, and it's not just for television, it's paranormal investigators do it too, where we set up all these cameras all over the place and then we have one person who doesn't participate in the investigation who just sits there and watches the video, which of course has value in it too. But some of these fancier systems, like you can watch them on your phone. So you can be watching one room on your phone while you're in another room and mm-hmm. like there's just 
way more possibilities than we're, we're stuck on. And I still see people saying, like, I just bought a $4,000 DVR system. I'm like, where'd you go to buy it? Because you can get it for 150 bucks now at Walmart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah. I don't know what Santa's bringing you guys, but uh, if it's a new DVR system, you know, just be aware that you could probably have gotten a better deal. <laughs> I don't plan on it, so we're good. Those, I, I just, I don't, I don't see the need. Nope. When, when we do stuff, what do you need? What? You can... Yeah, we're going over the air. <laughs> Thanks. Did, uh, how'd you figure that out? Okay. Well, uh, can I go back? I should go back over the air anyway. Go back over the air anyway and say, anybody, we didn't swear yet, right? No, we're good. I don't think so. Should, mm-hmm. we yeah, should, I, uh, think I think we were all good. Thankfully, no. Thankfully, nobody was listening to the NFL game tonight on WBSM. There's no way. But anybody, they're all watching the Spooky South Coast stream. Of course they are. Because they're like, this is a Saturday night. This is Spooky South Coast night. So I was thinking that tonight we would discuss a couple of big topics that have been going around in the paranormal world. Um, last week, of course, we covered probably the biggest topic uh, that was going around. And we got a lot. We're still getting emails on it. I'm We're still sure. getting comments on it. And that was the, the Warrens situation. That was... It was a, spe- a spirited discussion, mm-hmm. I will say, and people came down on different sides of the issue, and people had different thoughts and feelings about not only what the Warrens were supposedly doing, but also how they were portraying themselves in the public. And uh, I, I don't know if you guys can feel free if you have any thoughts to share on the situation if you want to. You know, we can we can certainly let you use the microphone to espouse those opinions if you want mm. to, <laughs> but uh, it's it's... One of the weirdest stories, but in a way, I'm also kind of not surprised either. You know, You're, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. I've heard briefly about it. I didn't actually get a chance to listen last week. Supposedly, so. they had a third party yes. in their marriage for yes. 40 years. Yep. So, uh, but that drew a lot of people's. I say to each opinions. their own. You know, you know what I mean. I understand there could have been an age issue there, right. but but again. To each their own. If that's what they want to do, that's the way they want to run their life and their family, that's to them. It might not be what I agree is right. It might not be what any of us agree is right, but it's what they want to do. There's relationships out there that are like that now. And I thought the key to it was the part where, you know, she had claimed that she had helped Ed fake paranormal evidence. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that was the part that I was like, why isn't why isn't enough people talking about that? Mm, right. You know, they're Instead all jumping they're on the... About because the they, like, and, they yeah. like gossip, you know? Yeah, they like... Well, it's because they just want anything to discredit the Warrens because right. of jealousy and what yep. have you. Right. But, like, that's what you can use to discredit them if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. That's the part that's going to say, well, if that part is true, then maybe all of their research is fake. You know, there's already that... Uh, they, they were involved in the capturing of that ghost boy photo from the Amityville house. Right. Which... There's always been controversy about that. Was it, was it actually one of the, the DeFeo children, or was it just that investigator who was there with him that night? And when you see the side-by-side picture of the investigator and the photo, you can say, well, it could go either way. And then when you look at the photo of the DeFeo boy, you say, well, it could go either way. So, you know, if you're 50-50 on the fence about what that could be, this story could make you say, well... I'm just going to assume that it was the investigator then. Right. And then it discredits everything that they've done. Well, one thing, too, you got to think about the time period. You know, I mean, that time, that was pre-70s. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the age difference was more, it was more acceptable back then. And those, those child protective laws didn't really come into play until in the 70s. So, you know, it's, it was one of those things that was kind of, it was the way it was then. I mean, and 
if that's uh, I'm sure there was a lot of relationships that were like that. Mm-hmm. Might not be to the extent where you know they had the person living in the house with them, right? But I'm sure there were a number of relationships where there was a, a third party involved, and either somebody had somebody else's blessing, or they knew about it and they just ignored the situation mm-hmm. or what have you. Uh, but certainly it will carry on because they're working on more Ed and Lorraine movies, that's more right. Conjuring. That's movies. what I've heard. Yeah. That's so what I've that's, heard. That's going to bring up more crap when those movies come out. And While we're talking about that, because I heard that there is another Amityville coming out, possibly. Well, there is. It's uh, it's already been completed, but they've been... It was supposed to come out in October, and they've been sitting on it. But now, did that guy supposedly buy the house, the, the one that's been accused of all this stuff that's been going around the famous... Uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein? Yeah. No. Is he the one that bought the house? No, from... Uh, from what we've been told, it's somebody else okay. that's uh, kind of on the fringe of the paranormal horror world. Okay. Uh, but we haven't gotten any confirmation Because I had on heard that, that Weinstein was part of that. Well, they they own the rights to the franchise. The Weinstein Group, okay. the Miramax, own the rights to the films. So they have the copyright on the Amityville name. Oh, okay. So that's why there's been... Uh, that's why when you saw The Conjuring... I think it was... Conjuring 2 yeah. that started off in the Amityville house, yep. but they couldn't really say it, the Amityville case. They couldn't mm-hmm. refer to it as that. That's because another company had the rights to do that. And there was – so there is a, an Amityville film that came out because it has something to do with you have to u- use the copyright like every so often to make sure that it still stays active yep. or else it can come back out. So they made a movie that was not really an Amityville film that had another story to it, and they just slapped the Amityville name on that's, it. That's kind of like what's going on. I'm, I don't know if you've seen it. Steph might have seen it because she follows that page um, the on Facebook, the uh, C- Comic-Con yep. page there. Um, I can't Right, I know it. what you're talking about. Um, San Diego Comic-Con sued another Comic-Con for using a name, for using Comic-Con in its actual title. Well, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, but they won. Well, I mean, if they copyrighted it, they copyrighted it. But I'm just but saying there's, there's hundreds of Comic-Cons that use that phrase. Yep. So I don't know but why. Yeah, it's been going on for like the past like eight months. They hmm. went after Salt Lake City Comic-Con and uh, and won. And, hmm. But the judge and a bunch of people sided with, so even though they sided with the jury and the judge sided with San Diego and awarded them money, they were asking for millions. The jury and the judge said no. And gave them twenty grand. That's it. Well, I mean, in in reality, like it's it's not like it's one of those things where people are going to get confused. I mean, people know that V Comic Con is San Diego, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and people realize that when you have these other events in other places, I think they know that they're probably not tied in. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it uh, there's but not a lot of why I brought confusion. it up is because they said the same thing that even though it was in their name. They hadn't did something with the trademark. Right. They haven't, like, reissued it or something like that. So that's why they didn't award them the full thing. Yeah, it, that kind of stuff happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, one, of the, one of the problems with the, the Amityville story is, is that that story has been told so many times that you can own the trademark for it, but what are you going to do with it? Because mm-hmm. you can only remake that story so many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm sure at some point we'll get, like, a Netflix dramatic series about living there and you know it'll be 28 episodes and each one will be a day of living there yeah Mm -hmm. the exorcist show is really good it is and uh and so i'm sure like something like that will come down the pike she's not gonna watch it i'm not gonna watch that it's actually it's a pretty good horror show for television like it has pretty scary moments yes 
Uh, but it's it's very well done. When I watched the first season, I said, how are they going to turn The Exorcist into a weekly series mm-hmm. and find a way to tie it in where it's not going to be cheesy? Yep. And the first season tied in, and it, it didn't come off as too cheesy, I no, thought. It didn't. <laughs> and it really then didn't. Uh, this season, the only the only part I didn't like about this season was, I, I don't want to spoil alert this at all, but <laughs> <laughs> the, the person who ended up getting possessed, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's like the yeah. cheesiest of all the people to choose. But yes. Anyway, but it's a good show. But the Amityville story, like, you can only do so much with that. So it's it becomes inevitable that you're just going to put that label on other stories, which is what they did in the 80s, you know, after the original movie was so successful. Uh, you know, Amityville 2 had a good twist on it because that was the DeFeo story without actually using the name DeFeo. Right. And then by the time you got to 3, well, now you're looking at gimmicks, so you're making a 3D movie. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you got to 4 and the ones after that, you're doing direct-to-video anyway, so nobody really cares about the plot. And uh, there was one, I don't remember which one it was, but there was one where it just got to the point where it was no longer about the house or the family, and it was about stuff that had been in the house. So there was one, one film where it was about a clock that was in the oh. Amityville house that they, these people brought into their own house, and it was Amityville, colon, it's about time. <laughs> so, but it's, it's making a comeback. And, of course, now you have the DeFeo, I'm sorry, the uh, Lutz children who are actually coming out and telling their own stories. Yes. And so that's kind of hampering these other stories from getting a lot of uh, publicity. And, and the other thing, too, is I don't, I don't know how much I can say about it yet because I don't know how much they've talked about it publicly, but I've been talking with some folks behind the scenes of this new movie. And not only did they bastardize the Amityville name for this film, but they bastardized somebody else's haunting story, hmm. real-life haunting story, to form the basis of this. And they're not giving... That person, any due to that person or to anybody involved with Amityville, so that's kind of why it's been held up. There's been some lawsuits and things like that. So uh, the movie was supposed to come out last I heard in January. So we'll see if it actually does. And even if it does, it's probably not going to be a theatrical film, and mm. because I think people are just over that story. If they made, if they somehow got the rights back and made a, a Conjuring film about the Amityville case, it would do huge. Oh, absolutely. But I just think all these other movies aren't going to do as well. So, And I think that would also be somewhat disingenuous, too, because Ed and Lorraine were not really involved in that case as much as their reputation claims that they were. They went there after the Lutz family had moved out and yep. conducted one investigation, as far as I know, one investigation. And then it turned into you know this whole thing where they've investigated the Amityville Horror House. But whatever. <laughs> I mean... We know now that it could, like we've talked about it behind the scenes for TV shows, mm-hmm. like it would be like a holy grail place to get because of the lack of anybody being able to get in there, but also because it's one of the few cases that are synonymous with people outside of the paranormal. Right. There's very few places that you can say to people, you know, talk about a place being haunted that they'll know right away. You know, Lizzie mm-hmm. Borden maybe one of them. Uh, trying to think of some other ones that would kind of qualify for that, hit people right away as being haunted. Oh no! It, it, it's hard to you know to come up with those, but those that have that that big stigma that's been in the mainstream you know movies and stuff like that, it's, it, it really stands out to people when you do those. Yeah, and, and the the advantage of doing a place like that too is that uh, people don't want to you know when when you're talking about people who are outside of the paranormal world paying attention to these things, the people who are outside of the world they don't want to go to these places. So they're like, cool, they get to go to the Amityville house. We'll watch this episode or we'll go see this movie or what have you. 
and it's when you get those places and it's the paranormal world that's paying attention to you, then it turns into a why do they get to go in there and I couldn't, mm-hmm. you know. We've dealt with that a lot. You, Anybody that's done events has done dealt with yep. that where it's like, how come you get to go in there and they won't let my group in there? And it's like, because it comes down to money. People own places. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't have to let you in just because they own it. So... It takes money to keep those places up. You know? Right. Yeah. And especially if it's privately owned, you know, right. if it's like a historical society or something mm-hmm. and, you know, they're getting money from your town to keep the place going, then you can say, well, I kind of have a right to come in here and check this out because, you know, I paid my property taxes in town and that goes to some of this. So you can kind of argue that point. But when it's a place that somebody owns, mm-hmm. like I can't tell you how many times people have told Leanne, like, you should let us come investigate your house. Right. Okay, well, it's, you know, X amount of money to rent it out for the night. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, you should let us in for free because, like, we're really good and we can help you figure out what's going on. <laughs> like, there's a paranormal team in here that works here. Like, I don't yeah, need you no. to come in to tell me what's going right. on. Mm-hmm. There's people coming in here every night. So there's some degree of that, too, where, you know, no matter what story you're trying to tell, there's going to be somebody that's going to try to undercut what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But that's all haunted stuff. I want to ask you guys about UFOs, Stephanie's favorite topic. No. Well, because it's been in the news all this week. (laughs) We find out that there has been government funding. Uh, Mm -hmm. It stopped a few years ago, but there was a program that the government was funding. $22 million spent to research and investigate whether or not there are UFOs. And Senator Harry Reid, former Senator Harry Reid, was involved in this program. And so that's kind of why it's it's hit the news and it's hit the news pretty big. Where And it, the information has been coming out from the To the Stars Academy there that Tom DeLonge started, which I'm going to take everything that they say with a grain of salt because they push right on the mission statement of that organization that part of their MO, part of their creed is to say, we're investigating the science, the technology, the history, but also the entertainment value, too. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're put, saying some of this might be for entertainment purposes only has me a little bit concerned. But anyway, you know, he's he's putting his money where his mouth is, and he's funding this. And so the story comes out that there was $22 million invested from the government into looking into UFOs. $22 million is a drop in the bucket mm-hmm. when it comes to government spending, first mm-hmm. of all. Second of all, it wasn't just about trying to find out if there were beings from another planet. Some of this was to find out if these unidentified flying objects were Russian aircraft, Chinese aircraft, Mm -hmm. North Korean aircraft. So there's an actual defense purpose behind this. And the fact that they were able to do that and look for aliens and it only cost $22 million is a sign to me that like it wasn't really that serious and intensive a program. So, But anyway, we get this piece of footage. I don't Have you guys seen the footage? Uh, Matt, did, I don't know if you can bring it up there, but so this footage comes out where uh, it's some fighter pilots, Navy fighter pilots, and they're they're I guess somebody saw it on a ship, if I remember correctly. One of the aircraft carriers saw it and pointed it out. So they sent birds up in the sky, or they had some some guys that were already up in the sky, and they had them go to where it was, and they zero in on it, and they're falling. You know how. You know how, like, the tracker will track the bogey no matter where it goes. So they're following it as it goes around, and it's doing, like, all these little different maneuvers in the air that most aircraft wouldn't be able to do. And so they're tracking it, and and one of the Navy pilots has been going around and making the media rounds and talking about it. And I've been seeing this, and everybody's been asking me about it. They're like, you're you're a paranormal guy. Have you seen this UFO footage? And I have, and I'm not that impressed by it. I've seen Mm -hmm. more impressive things. 
And I can't understand why, for some reason, this clip has captured people's attention and made them think that there's something to this. Hmm. You know, is it because we've even had military people that have come on. We've had, you know, Edgar Mitchell come on and talk about what he saw when he was out in space on a, on a lunar mission. You know, we've had people that have had the credentials before that have talked about this and have showed more convincing footage, but for some reason this is what's grabbing everybody's attention, and, hmm. and I don't know why. I don't know. Were you able to find it, Matt? Yep. If you want to run it there. I don't know if I can bring it up and show you guys. I'm going to try and do that, though, as we're talking about it. Uh, this is good good radio. But it's also uh, it's also YouTube, so we can get away with it. So this might be it here. Yep, this is it right here. I'm going to start it over. All right, so this is what we're looking at. This is what okay. they're talking about. This is the... So this is a thermal image. Um, it's whatever they use on the, on the uh, on the plane. Yep. Mm. So if you watch it, it'll move around a little bit. I would assume that's some degree of thermal imaging there. Near San Diego. Okay. So out there near uh, Coronado. Like there's actually audio with it. Should I play the audio, Matt? No, I should probably play the audio, huh? Uh, is it? Huh? Does it add to it? Well, you can hear the descriptions from the pilots, so it's only 44 seconds. Okay. Let's see. Oh, I get this one. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. My gosh. They're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. Look at that thing, dude. That's not an LNS, though, is it? It's not. It is an LNS, dude. Well, if there's like another thing, it's rotating. So one of the pilots told the U.S. media the object was not from this world. So, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I've seen more convincing stuff than that. I didn't find that to be anything I, particularly I mean, impressive. No. No. And it was so, it was so stationary in, in the field of view. You know, and all it did was right. It's rotate. almost like there was like a bug on the screen. Right, exactly. Like it was <laughs> that's not, that's it what was, I It looks like there's a bug on on the yeah. on the video yeah. screen, and and it does turn around at one point, but I mean that could be the, the wind. Yeah, it could be anything. But I, mean, yeah. I think I'd have to see the full yeah, video, yeah, the whole thing. So, but it has done the job. I mean, it has gotten people talking about UFOs. So, if the To the Stars Academy wanted to get people talking about the topic, this certainly did right. it to the point where, you know, it even came up in some of the White House press briefings. They were talking about it this week. So that happened earlier this week. And then yesterday, uh, there was a rash of UFO sightings across California. People are concerned that it is uh, an unidentified flying object, that it's something from another planet. Some people were worried that it was a North Korean nuclear missile. Uh, But in the end, it just turns out that it was a SpaceX launch Hmm. uh, that uh, Elon Musk's organization decided to do a nighttime launch and not really give anybody a heads up. So it that Mass got hysteria. everybody talking. Yeah. So I don't know if I don't know if that was just a miscalculation on their part to like not make a big deal out of it ahead mm-hmm. of time or if it was kind of like let's just downplay it and see if it gets people talking because then everybody will be talking about our company. But uh either way, you know, it it got people worked up. So now we have 
at least some proof that the government has been looking into this. Now we have the fact that people are looking up into the skies and watching this. And I'm wondering what all this means. Because every year, well, we don't really do it so much every any, anymore, but every year we had Stephen, uh, Stephen Bassett on from the Paradigm Research Group. And he would come on and he would say, you know, I predict that next year will be the year of disclosure. And he's been saying this every year for the past 15, 20 years, and it's never come about. Bill Clinton, when he first became president, so the legend goes, one of the first things that he asked about was he asked about Area 51 and if he could go there and see mm-hmm. the bodies, and he wanted to know everything that the government knew about UFOs. And they told him, well, Mr. President, some of that stuff is on a need-to-know basis, and you don't need to know. Mm-hmm. You know, Here's the President of the United States with one of the, the highest security clearances possible, and they're telling him this goes beyond what he can actually know about and what he can go and see for himself. So I don't know. I actually think that this is one of those things where, uh, not to make it political, but you know how Donald Trump loves to be the guy that does things. Mm-hmm. And he loves to crap all over his predecessors, especially Obama, especially Clinton. And so if this stuff was real and he knew about it, I think he would have no problem saying right out loud, like, nope, UFOs are real, the government knows about it, and they've been working with them, if that was the case. I see no reason why he would feel somewhat restrained to say that. If he could say that every Haitian refugee had AIDS, which apparently he said, that was the story going around today, I really think he would have no problem saying that there was, you know, aliens that are coming and giving us technology. So, I don't know. They exist. That's totally fine. I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> but it's one of your favorite things. No. But when no, you look at some of the technology that we've had over the last 50 years, it does kind of beg the question of, you know, we made some pretty big innovations and some pretty big leaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it is possible that some of this technology did come from somewhere else. I think a lot of times when you say that, you are kind of downplaying the work and the effort and the innovations that human beings have made. Mm-hmm. But it's quite possible. I mean, look at something like the stealth bomber, you know, where all of a sudden this technology was just developed, and the U.S. had it, and other countries didn't. They've since kind of reverse engineered them and made them Mm -hmm. themselves. But, you know, this was something that was – that's a hallmark to me that if there was some sort of a partnership going between aliens and the American government, that would be one of the things I would point to as saying that's possibly the proof that there was some sort of correlation. I don't think cell phones and all this other stuff that people point to are enough to say that there's some sort of thing going on. But then the other problem is, is they say, you know, these aliens obviously have a propulsion system that is unlike anything we have on Earth because they can come all these great distances and they can come quietly and they're they're not burning fuel that leaves some sort of trace residue and all that kind of stuff. But if that technology existed and they had it, and they tried to give it to us, there's no way the government would allow that to be put into our hands Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because there's no way to regulate it. There's no way to tax it. There's no way to make money off it. There's no way to hold it down. There's no way to – and you would lose many, many business interests that support a lot of these politicians. Mm -hmm. So I can also understand that idea of wanting to kind of choke that technology from being put into the public's hands and, and saying, but also, too, at some point you think they would be utilizing it. Mm-hmm. themselves. So, I don't know. 
I think the one that impresses me the most, though, is you look at ancient times and you look at the advanced metallurgy that they used, you know, then, and, and it, it was stuff that they discovered without modern uh, advances and, and modern research materials. And you, and you look at some of the structures that were built and, and the the physics and mathematics that were right. behind those. I mean, I, that's that's the thing that that's more curious to me than any of the, the modern uh, discoveries. Yeah, like look at the pyramids. Yeah. I mean, that's just. I know that we have a tendency, as just as human beings to feel like the people of past eras were not nearly as enlightened as we were, as mm-hmm. we are, because we know so much more. We understand so much more. Obviously we're smarter than they were, but they were actually figuring out how to do things within the framework of the limitations of what they knew at the time, mm-hmm. which to me is even more impressive. But you look at something like pyramids and you say, well, how, first of all, how did anybody come up with that idea right. to say, I'm pretty sure that we can build this. And, then to say, well, why do we need to build it, and why does it have to be this shape? Because if you're just trying to build a repository for the pharaohs to store themselves, their their goods, whatever, you know, there's there's easier ways to build it. Mm-hmm. Build a square, and you know, the idea of having it reach up into the sun and, and and reach up toward toward the gods, fine. But does it have to be that? dangerous to make. Can you not right. make that same thing? Like, for example, if you look at some of the Mayan pyramids and the Incan pyramids and things of that nature, you know, they're stairs. Right. They built stairs so that they could actually climb up these things. And But the Egyptians are just building straight up. Mm-hmm. And it's just, when you look at it, it's a, it's a model of engineering that you just don't understand how they could have come up with right. that at that time. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's geometrically perfect. Yeah, you know, and, and and just the angles and, and the the how tightly fit everything is. I mean, it's been there for you know how long, uh, you know, and it, and it's still there. So I mean, it's it's one of those things that was engineered near perfect, you know, compared to what we do today. Right. We build a house now that you know, like we build buildings that in twenty years need new roofs. Right. Brand new schools that twenty years after they're built, the gym's leaking. So the fact that they could build something thousands of years ago that stood up in that type of environment, mm-hmm. in that type of weather, what it has to deal with, and we can't even figure out how to keep our roof from leaking when it snows. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that right there is evidence of yes. alien activity, for sure. Either, either that or at least they were a lot smarter than we give them credit for uh, of that time. Uh, so now I ask you this. If there, and I already know Stephanie's answer, so I'm just going to skip over her. <laughs> but if really? if there were aliens and alien technology and alien visitations, John, would you want to interact with one? Um. Yes and no. I mean, yes, because I would want to learn possibly what they could show us, teach us, and maybe do things a better way because obviously if they were able to build something if they were ones that helped build the pyramid they obviously know something better than we do especially way back in that time and if they can build these ships that can possibly fly from where they are out to here now and do things that they can do then why can't we learn from that so yes i would want to learn in that aspect but i think i'd also be nervous about meeting something somebody like that or a being like that because if they're that smart, what could they do here on Earth to, Earth to possibly change things for us, too, mm-hmm. in a bad way? Possibly. Part of it, though, is I think that if they could have done that, they would have already. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, agree. Like, like Independence Day where they just show up and they're yes. like, we're just going to kill you. Yeah. Right. Like, we're not even going to deal with you. We're just going to squash you like bugs because mm-hmm. we can. Uh, what about yourself, Porter? Would you want to? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, even even if you think about it, the term alien, you know, it's something not of this world. So is that something that is more intelligent than us, or are you also talking about those single cellular organisms that may be living in far, you know, in, in other galaxies or planets or whatever? Well, clearly we're covering the things that so, use flying saucers. You're right. But, I don't know where you've been for the past 15 minutes but, or so. But. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to a point. <laughs> But I mean, you know, if, if you're if you're going to interact with something, even if it is a single cellular or some smaller life form that is put on some type of ship that comes here, I think interacting with that as well and doing research with that and trying to find out and discover what's going on with those those organisms might be able to lead to new discoveries for us as well. Yep. Um, you know, and 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 those if that entity that sent the ship or did arrive here uh you know you have to wonder what their ulterior motive is you know what are they here to explore are they here like you said with independence day to do something Mm -hmm. you know greater looking for a new home or whatever the case might be but i think i think you would have to attempt to interact with them and and attempt to find out what their reasoning is what their purpose is and then try to learn from them as well and if they are coming here and they are say interacting with the government or some sort of you know uh, entity outside of the government, some sort of shadow organization. But if they're if they're operating uh, in conjunction with human beings here on Earth, what's with the abductions? You know, right. what's with taking people against their will? Uh, why See, would that's, that's what I have a problem with? Yeah, it doesn't. That doesn't make any sense. I don't understand why can't you just leave people in their beds or cars or wherever you're taking them from and mind your own business? If, if you want some information, just politely ask. It's well, they not bring difficult, them back, right? Yeah, they bring them. It doesn't matter. Take them, they use them. Well, they bring if, them back. If you listen to the stories of what people have been through during their abductions, it's horrendous. I will let you all get probed, and I'll be safe in my. Well, bed. I was going to say you sound? need your turn to get probed. <laughs> no, no, that's a different no. show. Well, <laughs> we did that show last week. Those are problems. Right? Probing people in the paranormal. Oh. We did. We did. Gastroenterologists. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> I mean, in some ways, uh, you know, the argument would be: well, you would think that if the government is working with them, the government would say, "Well, yeah, we'll work with you, but please stop taking our people." But maybe right. that's part of the deal. Maybe we will give you this technology, and you just turn a blind eye to what it is that we're doing. Right. So, and there's people who are volunteering to do this. There's people who. Like, want to be taken don't, away. Don't and, you look at me yeah. from across and, the room. And people who <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually going to tell you that people are chatting with me, telling me, oh, tell Steph I agree with her. They're absolutely right. Leave me alone. Right. <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm not, I am not, I'm not ignorant to the fact that there is, you know, higher intelligence out there and the universe is vast and obviously there's something has to be going on. You know, that's just, that's a silly statement if you don't believe in that. But I just... I, I, it's a fear. We've talked what about if, this multiple times. What if, what if, people. what if they come here and yeah. they say there, there were no abductions. We've never done that. You know, this is just people who are mess, messed up, have problems, what have you. Uh, we, you know, we've never been here before. This is our first visit here. We're here. We're friendly. We want to get along. We want to work together. Would you have a problem with them being here? I don't have a problem with them being here. The thing I don't like is taking somebody against their will and forcing them to do something. Or, I mean, if you read the stories of people's experiences, they're laying there, you know, paralyzed in fear. And, you know, these these beings are doing things to their bodies or, you know, doing whatever it might be. And they have zero control over it. And maybe it's just a personal control issue. I don't know. But it's a safety thing. 
it's it's bizarre. It's like if somebody walked up to you, walked up to your door, opened your door with a key and took you out of your house kicking and screaming, but, you know, paralyzed you at the same time and you have no control over it. What's the difference? It's it's but now you're on a flying saucer going into outer space. That's just even weirder. Supposedly. Right. So Allegedly. no thank you. I'm good. Um E. T. Roofies. E. T. Roofies. I've talked about this on the show before. I can't say I've never had an experience, but I've never been abducted. And I'm I'm good with that. I was abducted by an alien I met in the bar of the Holiday Inn in Paramus, New Jersey. <laughs> My God, where is this going? Downhill fast. He told me. He told me the world would end on February fourteenth, two thousand and fifteen, Valentine's Day. They don't even know what I'm talking about. They don't get it at all. Matt knows. Matt, what am I talking about? Uh, Nope. 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 Ross knows it. Ghostbusters 2. Oh, yep. 2. Okay. What? Very beginning. We have a call on the line, and if anybody wants to call in during the show, 508-996-0500, uh, The chat room is also up and running and active. There's a lot of people chatting in there as well, so if you want to get involved in that, remember, if you want to ask a question in the chat room, ask it in all capital letters. We won't yell at you for screaming at us. We know that you're just trying to get our attention and, uh, and ask us a question. So you can do that in the chat room on SpookySouthCoast.com and on YouTube and on the YouTube app and on the Spooky South Coast app. Uh, and, of course, calling in 508-996-0500. Good evening. You are on Spook... Oh, oh, hold on. Let me make sure I put it not over the air. All right. Good evening. You are on Spooky South Coast. How are you? I am fine. This is Eric from the chat room. How are you? Good. How are you? I turned the... I- I usually turn the show off, so I won't feed back, but I was listening to some, I guess, a football game or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's actually um, going over the air right now on our station. <laughs> so, um, This is only a little bit tangential, but in, 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 our, uh, in our constant search for evidence for some sort of extraterrestrial sentient being, it's, it seems like when I listen to shows, uh, I, I always hear the same assumptions, and I don't know why why we make them or, or why we assume they have to be true and a, a couple that come to mind is first of all why does another sentient being have to have a body uh, why do they even have to have a craft mm-hmm. i mean if, if they're so advanced that they can visit us from millions of light years away uh, they you know they i don't know maybe they're balls of energy um mm-hmm. And I don't think that's discussed enough that, you know, possibly the difficulty in accumulating evidence is that there just isn't any hardware. Do you understand what I'm getting at? Right. And, well, one of the theories out there, though, is that it's is that it's not people coming from another planet, that it's either something happening transdimensionally or, uh, trans, you know, across time. So it's actually something that's... Uh, you know, people from the future say, and that that's why they they look like us but different. You know, it's a it's a more evolved form of humans uh, that are coming back, and that the appearance of the ship is not something that has traveled oh. across the stars, but has just entered into our dimension. Sure. Now that that I can understand, but if we, but if we were talking about you know a whole you know a whole separate uh, entity from you know very far away. Uh, always assume that they're in a ship, that they have a body. Um, and I 
I think some discussion has to go into that. Do you think that it's a, um, that they're arriving in that form, and then when they get here, they just put themselves into a state that we would be more comfortable with? Oh, gee, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. So they're traveling uh, as energy, but when they arrive here, they take a physical shell so that we sure. will be able to interact yeah. with it. And, I, and my last thought is, you know, why all, why all the poking around, you know, why the abduct a person here, visit a person there, you know, uh, if they are in spacecraft, why do they have lights? You know, what do you need lights for if you're, gonna, gonna, if you're crossing, you know, millions of light years? They're just too human-like, and I think we do too much anthropomorphism. We inject too much of what we are into into extra ETs, and, and you know, I'm sort of, as I said before, I'm a hopeful skeptic. I believe this is possible. Well, I'm, I'm going to ask... But I believe some of our assumptions, I'm not saying they're flawed. I'm just saying let's give equal time to the possibility that they're so different that, that it could be right in front of us and we wouldn't see it. Well, I'm going to ask you to do your, your day job a bit here a little bit and, and put on that hat and say that if these things are not beings from another planet, or if, if there's nothing to them except for people's own, uh, you know, people people are basically just imagining them, or if they are having some sort of episode when they see them, if they're uh-huh. projecting them, whatever, that would explain a lot of the need to put our own selves into these beings and have them be like us. That would actually would give oh, oh, me... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, more belief and, in... And, 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 and I have seen this in Patrick Hospital... It is so easy to construct the memory. And they're, they're actually real memories. You know, once the person believes that, you know, <clears throat> neurons form uh, actual memories, and then they believe it because to them it is very real. So it's too easy to construct uh, memories. It's too easy to induce them of, uh, you know, there's false memory syndrome and all that. Um, so yes, yeah, yeah, that's an and excellent point. It's also very easy. It's very easy to mask memories as well. So if something traumatic happens, that you know you don't want to believe what actually occurred, you create this <clears throat> false memory because that is. It's easier to, to believe that something outlandish oh, like yeah. an alien abduction happened and believe that you know you were a victim of some sort of abuse, for example. That's what that's what our whole unconscious memory is for. But in terms of masking memory, sometimes we do that on purpose. Uh, some some years ago, an, uh, an eight-year-old boy in a uh, pickup truck with his mother was behind a logging truck, and he watched a log come off the truck and decapitate his mother. Mm. And in the ER, there was a psychiatrist there, and they immediately used uh, ECT, electroconvulsive shock therapy, to erase that memory. Because it takes two or three days for a memory to consolidate. So... He will never have a memory of that horrific image. So, you know, again, you make a good point. We we can make memories go away. We can mask them. We can bury them in our unconscious. So, how do you how do you do that? How do you find? Obviously, they can't just take one specific memory away. They must have had to wipe away a number of them. Through they that would process. have wiped away probably a day's worth. Wow. Because you know, memory is kind of like concrete. It takes uh, anywhere from one to three days to set up. That's why people that are in really bad car accidents, it take a, you know, we call it a cerebral insult, but it's when your brain gets hit. We find that you know, months after their recovery, they can't remember plus or minus, 
anywhere from a couple of days to a week before and after the accident because those memories never set up. So I almost wonder if, you know, we've seen movies like Total Recall where they can implant certain memories and, and give you memories to have an adventure and things like that, but I'm surprised nobody's come up with a, a business model then to help people, you know, I had a really, really shitty day and I'd like to forget it, and you can just go into this place and they shock you and they wipe away your memory for the past day. Oh, well, you could do it with ECT. It's kind of overkill and it's expensive and the side effects are nasty, but yeah, you could do that. Hmm. But, you know, in therapy, you can get someone very relaxed, and it's unethical. But planting a memory is not a terribly hard thing to do. Right, and that's, I mean, I know that's a big concern with a lot of regression hypnotists, is that are they actually helping draw out memories, or are they implanting memories? Yeah, and, you know, neither the American Psychological Association nor the American Psychiatric Association recognizes regression memories like that because we just don't have any evidence that you know that what's happening happened that doesn't mean it doesn't work and i'm not saying it's not real right it doesn't mean it doesn't help people with the problems it's it's just the sort of thing where we should be very very careful well uh thank you very much for the call and for the insight and uh i I could talk about this all night but we're going to actually take a little bit of a break here uh, but thank you for okay. calling in, and, and Merry Christmas to you, or Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate. No, Merry Christmas sounds good. All right, take care. And uh, we are going to take a break, and leading into that, and, and with the, the Happy Holidays message, I just want to say, Matt, did you notice the sign on the front door? No. So there's a sign on the front door saying that the station is going to be closed for the holidays and everything, and they put superheroes on the sign. And this, this has to be a Brian Rose creation. So there's uh, Daredevil, there's Black Panther... There's, who was the third one, Ross? Uh, the Thing. And then Darkseid. What is he doing now? Right, that's what we said. We're like, three Marvels and a DC? Like, why would you, yeah. Why would, that's just an odd, and it says whether you celebrate Christmas, and Christmas is over Daredevil, Kwanzaa, and Kwanzaa's over Black Panther, and then uh, Hanukkah, and that's over Ben Grimm, The Thing, or... Your anti-life, and that's over dark side. So, I thought that was pretty, pretty funny. But anyway, no matter what it is that you celebrate, Spooky South Coast wishes you happy whatever holidays. I know that there's a, a huge issue about whether or not you can say Merry Christmas to people, and I don't buy into that. Like, it doesn't matter, man. Like, you're just saying something nice to people it doesn't yeah, matter. It's just a greeting. It doesn't mean anything right. behind it. It's it's just some sort of a thing to say to people. And even if you don't celebrate Christmas, Christmas is still a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just because you're not observing it doesn't mean that you can't say to somebody, hey, have a good Christmas, because I want your December 25th to not be like crap. So <laughs> that, but so, and I also say, you know, people say to me all the time, like, Merry, do you celebrate Christmas? Like, I want to say happy holidays yeah. to you because you have a Jewish last name. Like, no, I celebrate Christmas. But I usually say hey, Merry Christmas to people first because then they don't have to try to go through that crap with me because I said Christmas. So then mm-hmm. I'm like, is it Hanukkah that you celebrate? Or? That's why I just say the happy holidays. It's a safe way. There's just some, there's just oversensitivity to stuff. It is. It yeah. is. I, well, I would say that. I would always say happy holidays when I was doing the Saturday morning show when I would hang up on people. I would say, you know, uh, have, you know, have happy holidays. Talk to you next time and everything. And people would say, why are you saying happy holidays? You could say Merry Christmas, you know, the war on Catholics here. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying happy holidays because 
I don't know if this person's going to call in next Saturday morning when it's, you know, a day before New Year's Eve. So I'm just saying happy holidays to cover both. You know, there's multiple holidays. So it's not like I want to come back. When I, left, when I left Old Navy, I say happy holidays because I don't plan on going back there before New Year's to say and happy New Year to you as well. So I think we need to I'm beat not, the bah humbug out of you before I'm not we going come back for the second half. Uh, you are an angry elf tonight. This is not bah humbug. This is, this is not negative. This is just an explanation of... I know. Like it's we, just, we get too wrapped it's up not your, in stuff. not your happy self. When am I ever happy? That damn Christmas shopping. <laughs> it's a number on you. When am this I ever happy? This I know. Is, this is just me. Getting angry. Huh? Yeah. As I normally am. All right, Matt, what do you want me to do? You want me to just uh, play the music again? Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll be right back with more Spooky South Coast. Alright, welcome back to Spooky South Coast, hour number two. We just took a little bit of an extended break there so we could say goodbye to Ross and Kirsten who came by to visit. They brought us some Christmas goodies, so thank you to them. I was told to tell you it's Merry Christmas time. You need to relax. I'm relaxed. <laughs> I don't know. Who, who, who said that? Susan and, and our good friend Susan that went to up at, um. Tell her I'm very relaxed. The, the, the place you put together right. for us. That I mentioned Susan. it. Yeah. Hmm. Tell her. You tell Susan I'm way more relaxed now here than she was in that basement. That's for sure. That was, <laughs> that was scary. I'm still messed up by that, you know. It was interesting, especially the lights going on and off and everything. I'm so no. Those doppelgangers <laughs> is what messed me up. Well, I meant the light. I know the, the lights. End. We figured out. We debunked that. We debunked that. There was an a-hole ghost upstairs <laughs> flipping the light switch. But, yes, that, that, was, that was crazy with the with the doppelgangers hopping around down there. Never had that happen before. No. And uh, it's just 
strange. And now, and now I'm hearing more and more stories of that from people too, by the way. I'm hearing more and more people say that they saw somebody living, not a ghost, mm-hmm. but they saw a living person, but that person wasn't there. And what's weird is that these, when they're seeing these things, see, we were in a situation where we were seeing the people who were behind us pop around in front of us. So whatever this entity was, it was taking the form of people that were in the same room. Yep. But we're hearing all kinds of reports of people, at least I am, of people who are like out shopping and they run into somebody that they know and they see them and they go to talk to them and the person just looks at them like, I have no idea who you are. So then you go home and you're a little messed up by it and you say, you know what, I, I got to say something to them. So maybe you shoot them a text or a Facebook message or you call them and say, you know, I'm, I'm a little upset that when I ran into you at the mall the other day, you acted like you didn't even know who I was. I wasn't at the mall the other day. Wednesday at 830, you weren't at the mall? No, I was here. You know, and, and like these things are starting to happen more and more. It's not just here either. There's There's stories like this around the world. So I don't know if there's something out there. That is pretending to be living people. Hmm. Or are we running out of exclusive DNA and they're having to recycle it? Maybe. (laughs) This could be too. I mean, I can't can't tell you. The aliens. Stop it. (laughs) I can't tell you how many times people have told me that I look like somebody else. Remember that guy that worked at the video store in Wareham at the Hollywood video that everybody said he was my evil twin? Paul? I don't know. Or are you the evil twin? There was a kid that worked at the Hollywood video store that had, like, the same buzzed head as me and a beard. I barely remember Hollywood video. That's true. <laughs> and people would always say to me, like, oh, what? I didn't know that you were working at the video store. Like, I don't. <laughs> there was a guy that looked just like you. It's not me. I think if you put a Santa hat on and a red suit, you could pass for Santa. Well, I've done that before. I got out of having to do it this year. There was plenty of people that came at me and asked me. You should have. No. Don't they have a Christmas party here at Fun 107? And you We can... had it the other night at Frontier. And did you Road. dress up? No, I did not. Oh. I actually responded. We had the big group email chain, and I, was, I responded saying, I'm going to be the fat guy with a beard that's there that's not Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you'll know it's me. But no, I was. there's no way I was going to dress up as Santa Claus in there. First of, all, first of all, you're eating like tacos and burritos and stuff, and it's hard enough. Porter, you know this. It's yes. hard enough not getting stuff in your regular beard, let alone in the fake one. But then you went and put Christmas ornaments in it. Well, that was when we went to the bar, the other <laughs> bar afterward. We were sitting there and certain certain ladies that work here with me were like, you should totally put one of those ornaments in your beard. And so and I, they convinced you. As a joke, I went to try to hang it in there and it wouldn't hang. And then another one was like, well, hold on. And mm-hmm. then she started actually tying it into my beard. So Perfect. I'll do that. It's just, I'm not doing the glitter beard. People keep asking me. Oh, I'm yeah. not doing the That's glitter beard. That's miserable. Yeah. Glitter is miserable. Screw glitter. Yeah. I don't even, like, I like when people give me cards. I appreciate the thought. But if you give me a card with glitter in it, screw you. Because <laughs> basically what you're saying is I want you to get covered in this crap and mm-hmm. then have to deal with it and find it for days on end. Don't, I'm don't a look glitter at me. magnet. Anything, anytime you're around me with anything that has glitter on it, it's, I, I find it for eons. No glitter. That's the whole reason why I don't go to strip clubs. There's too much glitter involved. <laughs> I say strip clubs, this guy's ears pop up. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. He's, Ooh. he's like, I was looking at my phone until I heard strip clubs. <laughs> well, I didn't know if we were going to make a quick pick stop after here tonight. Uh, no, I believe, not. Uh, no. I'm hearing no. rumors that that one closed down. Oh, I wouldn't go there. Okay. I take you to my friend's place. <laughs> I can't deal. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Something tells me that. 
Christmas Eve Eve is not the night to go to the strip club. Oh, yes, it is. Really? You think yes. so? Oh, Apparently absolutely. he knows. Absolutely. John thinks Apparently, it's a, is the right. night One annual club. tradition. One of my friends, who's the house mom, she made actual... All sorts of like fudge and chocolate chip cookies. And well, because when I go to a bunch of naked people, I want to eat the fudge. Right. That's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> Anyways, she made all sorts of treats for people coming in. Oh, gosh. Oh my God. I just keep thinking Great Barrier Reef. <laughs> and you know, if I went there, I would definitely be Santa Claus. Because T- totally. then you don't have to pay for people to sit on your yeah, lap. Yeah, then you're going to say, sit on Santa's right? lap. <laughs> They're going to sit on your lap for free. It doesn't cost you 20 bucks each time. I think they'll probably do that whether or not you have a Santa suit on or not. So, No, but saying. not have to pay for it, yeah, is yeah. what I'm saying. They're going to sit on my lap anyway, I know, but they're going to want money for it. Not necessarily. So, <laughs> I ain't saying yeah, nothing because I'll get myself in trouble. <laughs> so, I'll get myself in a lot of trouble. I'm going to tell this story one time. One time. This one, is one time. time. This one is time I'm going to tell the story. And then okay. I'll live on in infinitum on the podcast and the video stream. I went to one of those places. I've only been... It's like, on Facebook Live. Just I've only that. been a handful of times because it's it's not my thing. Right. Like, it doesn't work. But I've I've never gone with you where people actually exactly. would know who you are and yes. everything. I've always gone there and been the guy that's kind of ignored because I'm not in there with 45 other guys that are just dropping And then you hundreds. get pummeled by every single person asking for a question. You want to go here, want to go there. You it's, get bothered. It's Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, the couple of times that I've been there, I've been there just to say that I went there. Yeah. And uh, there was one time when I was supposed to go cover a game in Boston and the traffic was bad. And so me and a couple of the writers couldn't get in. And so we decided we're just going to go out and get a drink. And we didn't know where we were going to go. So one of the writers said, well, I know this place over here, and uh, we'll, we'll park over there. So we all left our car somewhere, got into his car. He drives us over to Centerfolds. Mm-hmm. So we go into there, and I'm just sitting in the bar drinking and watching the game on TV that I was supposed to be covering. And an employee comes over and starts asking me questions about who I am, what I do, and all this stuff, finds out I am a sports writer, and apparently, she wants to get involved in sports media. This is what she's going to school for and what she wants to do. So she wants to ask me all kinds of questions and pick my brain, but she she's not allowed to just hang out at the bar and talk to people. Mm-hmm. She has to actually be working. So she was, like, trying to get me to go and get lap dances. So she could talk to so me. So she could talk to me the whole time. She's like, I'm not even going to charge you for them. Like, just come over and talk to me. I'm like, just no. <laughs> no. Because like, no. you know what happens then. Here's my email address. <laughs> we email me questions. We'll, we'll do this at a time when you're not wearing just that. <laughs> so I have a weirder story. <laughs> but I've heard some of your stories. Yours aren't really fit for air. No, probably not. <laughs> Even just being YouTube only, I still don't think it's fit for air. It'll be one of those that you no, I mean, verify your age first. No. No, it's not it's not totally awful, but I have nothing to do with it, right? <laughs> Giant no. capital okay. letters. As long in the as chat I room. have nothing to do with it. Jimmy in the chat room, never eat the fudge. <laughs> never <laughs> eat the fudge. <laughs> and Jimmy knows. <laughs> Jimmy knows. Yeah, but you gotta understand this place that I go to, they actually Listen. have a full on restaurant upstairs. And Do we go Brockton? No. Oh god. Providence. No, I would never oh, go to god. Brockton. <laughs> I would say I would suffer through having to see Brockton strippers if it meant I could eat Frank's at the same time because Frank's is phenomenal. Yeah, no, you can't do that. There. But I always get the clam, so that's a real catch-22, you know? Oh, boy. 
<laughs> anyway, I get the clams and I get the really long footlong no, hot dogs. This is right, so right, many puns. So it. many puns. It didn't go over my head. I just didn't hear it. <laughs> Jimmy says, I got stories too. <laughs> I'll have to have a whole special edition show where we Jimmy's just... stories are probably better than mine. I was going to tell the... Well, I mean, it's tr- not totally inappropriate. It's just, if you know me, it's hilarious. Jimmy's been to the one, strip clubs all over the country. Yeah, no, I haven't. So he has um, experience. Yeah, but you've been to some of the better ones. I, I had, the first time he I says, stepped foot into a strip better. club, God, was probably like six years ago. And so, I got dragged in. You got dragged in when you go with me. Yep, I did. <laughs> Pretty much. I did. They're, um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Steph. Tell your story. He said no. Oh. Well, I just said it was probably not appropriate, but if she thinks she can tell an appropriate version of it. It's an appropriate version. I mean, I've joked. You've you've been with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've both been places where um, I've always said people tell me their life stories. Mm -hmm. Like like anything to do with, uh, I'll meet a stranger in a store and they'll just walk up to me and start telling me their entire life story. Um, So I got dragged into a strip club. And I'm I think sorry, I'm laughing at Jimmy's comment that he just made. Uh-oh. When I was, was talking it? about how she was wanting to be in sports media, he's like, she wasn't going to nursing school like every other stripper. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I get dragged in and I sit down and every single stripper in the entire place hated me because they thought I worked at another club and I was coming in as competition. Most ridiculous thing ever. If anybody so knows me. So what you're me. saying is you went and dressed like a stripper? No, I was wearing <laughs> probably something very similar to what I am now. So, um, cause it was literally like off, you know, we're going to a restaurant and it was across the street. So like we have to go. All right, fine. Didn't, didn't really prepare for this, but okay. But I walk in and somebody buys a lap dance for me. I'm like, you have to go. <laughs> so I'm like, this is going to be ridiculous. So they all hate my guts. They sit down, they talk to me. At the time, I was like, listen, I bartend for a living. That's it. So after they learned that, they all loved me. They got me an application. They wanted me to work there. It was ridiculous. <laughs> they sat there and forced me to fill it out. I never answered the call. And um, somebody buys a lap dance, so I go in there. So the girl's like, you know, whatever, talking, you know, doing her thing. And she's telling me her entire life story. She wants to go to school. She wants to move to this state. She wants to do this and that. I'm like, this is the most awkward conversation I've right? ever had in my entire life. I'm not really sure what's going on. We don't need and to hear your life story while you're sitting <laughs> on our laps. Listen, like, she's like, oh, you can you can do this. You can touch whatever. I'm like, no, I'm really good here in the corner. <laughs> I'm totally okay. She's cause as, After she gets done telling me that she wanted to go strip in a different state because they didn't. They couldn't touch there. But I'm like, listen, I'm good. I'm in the corner. You want to talk to me about your your college career and whatever? I'm I'm happy with that. It's fine. Uh, so it was the most awkward 15 minutes of my entire life. We, Matt and I knew somebody who used to go to the strip clubs all the time, and the strippers hated him so much that they convinced him that it was okay for him to touch. Oh, like, my God. So he'd get thrown remember up? That? Remember? Bobby. Oh, really? I don't know. I think I heard this. You never heard the story? So... So the strippers hated him so much because he was so obnoxious all the time. And, like, you know, he was very demanding for his $20. And uh, <laughs> so they didn't they didn't really like him. So one of the strippers told him, like, hey, I, I, I can't get too graphic telling the story. But she's like, hey, you know, do this. And he's like, no, I'm not allowed to do that because that would be touching you and I'll get thrown out. She's like, no, it's fine. It's okay if I tell you that you can do it. You just can't do it on your own. Like, if I tell you, it's fine. And he's like, no, I don't want to do it. And he's like, come on, do it. Like, I'm really into you and I want you to do this. So him being the stupid idiot that he does, does it. 
And within 10 seconds, the guard grabs him and tosses him out the building. He's like, she told me I could do it. He goes, it doesn't matter. I told you she could do it because she knew that I was going to do this. <laughs> and then he wasn't allowed back in. So, mm. yeah. Anyway, so this is the part of the show where we talk about strippers. This is our new weekly segment. Oh my God, stop it. <laughs> it's usually snacks. Well, we usually talk about snacks. Snacks, strippers. strippers saying, you know. We were talking about snacks, fudgy cookies. <laughs> I, I go just for the Italian buffet. Well, That's, so this okay. place this place I go to does one night a week. They do steak. Done. Okay, we're done. But but here's the thing though. Why why do strip clubs have buffets? Who who? I because mean, I have people, a hard enough time eating off a buffet anyway. Because, uh, who wants to eat off a buffet at a strip club? I certainly would. No. I you would? would? Oh, of course. That's all I would be there for. Oh, my God. Well, the girls see, come over and be like, please leave me alone unless you're bringing me more food. And see, this place does that. At lunchtime, as long as you come in, they don't charge you a cover. They give you certain days at sandwich or steak or whatever, and you get one free drink. Do and we- it's just to entice people in Do to right. spend money. Because yeah, you're coming why? in on a Wednesday afternoon because when nobody would come Because you're walking in. in. From when they open and they don't want you to leave, it's like a casino yeah. until oh, they close. Yeah. So if right. they provide the food, then you don't but walk out. At a casino, and and not to cut you off, but I've told you guys the stories of people who I've run into there. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> when you go Done. to a casino and you go in an off hour and they're trying to keep you there, they still have the good dealers working. They still have the good bartenders working. They still have the good drink servers working. Mm-hmm. It's still people that are there. When you go to a strip club on a Wednesday afternoon at 1230 in the afternoon, it's not the best. They don't have the, the top talent performing at that given time. What places there's a have lot top of, talent? There's a lot of C-section <laughs> scars during the lunch buffet. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, but you're not, hey, hey, hey. you're not walking around in underwear. <laughs> no, no, but let's... I, uh... I'm not giving anybody crap for having a C-section. Mm-hmm. I'm saying... I don't want to see it when I'm having lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be eating a buffet off oh. your C-section. Just, oh, my God. You know, I, under- I understand, like, going in there and they have, like, they have, like, the Wednesday pasta buffet and they'll have, like, the Thursday hamburgers. But I get, I get really bothered by when they're advertising Taco Tuesday oh. and Fish Fridays. <laughs> Because you know, you gotta. Uh, you, gotta run. you walk in, you're like, you're like, where's the buffet? Like, we didn't say anything about a buffet. Oh this is downhill fast, man. Well, you know, Listen. because if you're a good Catholic, when you go to the strip club on a Friday, you can't eat meat. This and is true. You gotta have fish Friday. All right. I'm laughing so much. This is this, oh is, what we, this is what we do here on the show. We did talk about ghosts at one point. Remember? Yes. And we're going to talk a little bit more about ghosts because uh, it is the holidays. And a lot of, listen, there's people who are, it's the ghost. <laughs> there's people who are paranormal investigators that I know that say that this time of year is busier for them. There's yep. people who I know who have activity in their homes that say that it ramps up at this time of year. And they, that for some reason, being around the holidays is increasing this activity. <clears throat> And I think that there's different reasons for that. Right. I think the mm-hmm. biggest overwhelming reason why people notice more paranormal activity around the holidays is because they're home more. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're probably home wrapping presents. Uh, you know, they're going out shopping all day, and you know, they come home like eight nine o'clock at night. They're worn out, so they're already kind of tired. They're already kind of going into those beta waves, mm-hmm. just sitting on the couch. So they're a little bit more attuned to this kind of stuff. 
there's a lot of re- you know families around. So in families around, if family spirits, Stephanie, you probably know this better than I do, but right. if more family is gathered together, it's probably more possible that your family spirits are around you because everybody's kind of all gathered together. Well, it's the same thing as, you know, how everybody's feeling about their past loved ones during the holidays. They want them to be around. They're missing them. So, of course, those thoughts are going out to the universe and they're coming back. So um, you're surrounded by family more so around this time of year. Well, do you think there's more energy in the air, too? I mean, you, it's, it's less humid, so you've got more, more energy in the air. Static is stronger. Do you think that has something to do with it as well? Well, that, too, and not only that, but people are putting out a lot of positive energy. You know, there's a lot of... Did you see the Fish Taco Fridays comment? Okay, yeah. more hair nets. I'm more laughing at the one that says, well, one thing is that you'll never find a hair in your food. <laughs> All depends on which ones you're going to. Oh, God. I thought we were moving on. Um, I really was trying. I know. I was trying the comments so hard. are just Listen coming in. I'm in tears right now. You guys, the worst, I am in tears. The worst part of this entire thing is my mother is texting me yes. right now no. with comments. Uh, she's yeah. like, well, she, that's your mother's yeah. No, no, no. She's texting. She's not on the Facebook Live. Oh, yeah. She was oh talking about hairnets, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and there goes Stephanie snorting. Oh, my God. Tim's just like, oh, my God. This How did we get bad. here? I'm just riding the wave. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> if this is what people want to talk about and what they want to comment on, then that's no. what the show topic can be. Oh my God. He's crying over there. Tears. If you want to call in with your dirty stripper story, 508-0500-877-996-1420. If any dirty strippers are in the audience and you want to call in and tell us some of your stories, we would love to hear them. Oh, oh my man! God. I can't breathe. <laughs> if you want to tweet us the worst thing that you've ever eaten in a strip club, you can do that <laughs> at SpookySC or using the hashtag SpookyLive. If anybody's working at the strip club and wants to bring us some food, <laughs> no, we're oh. located at 22 Scarlet Neck Road. We're okay with the food. <laughs> no. Well, you said some of them have steak. I could go for a steak right now. <laughs> Listen, don't joke. The first time I walked in that night, I got dragged in. They gave me a free steak plate, and I didn't yes. want to eat it. She's like, "Listen, don't oh. don't think that I'm throwing up because you gave me steak in a strip club. I just throw up at steak." <laughs> right. Well, actually, oh. I, I ate steak back then. Not anymore. Was it was it uh, was it a skirt steak? No, they, <laughs> there's, there's no skirts in the strip club. It was a flat iron steak. It, it looked like most of their faces. I can't even comment right now. Just, it's not appropriate. No. No. Oh, we got to do a, a live podcast. There's a, there's, there's a haunted strip club around here. Really? In this area. Yes, there yes, is. That's, there's actually been some discussion about Spooky South Coast going and investigating it, but there's some, uh, some hang-ups. Some, the, some of the people want it. Some of the people don't. Mm. So uh, I can't I can't really comment on it, but uh, we've we've been asked multiple times by different people that work there if we can <laughs> go in and investigate it. So maybe we will. And uh, you know the problem is is like strip clubs never close, right? Right. You know, so it's like, what are you going to go three a.m. and go do an investigation? Hey, it's the witching hour. <laughs> yeah. It's the hour somewhere, right? They, they can get Ryan Buell to come and do it during dead Listen, time. We can we can start a Patreon account and give away the uh, strip club <laughs> investigation. Right? <laughs> yes. So in the chat room, supernatural existence in the chat room says the worst thing he's ever eaten in a strip club was candy. At least he thinks that was her name. Oh, oh my god! I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Oh, I knew it. 
luckily we are on YouTube and we can make that joke. And Facebook and Live. Facebook Live. <laughs> remember when uh remember when we went to that strip club that time with with uh it wasn't it wasn't Nick that we went with, it was Ted. And uh, and that was that was a very crypto visit to the strip club because, the, yeah, the, the strippers were introduced to Mothra. Should we tell them the story? You'd have to know Ted to understand, but uh, Ted was wearing what like a members only jacket, right? Oh god, it was like a members only jacket, and he had it like zipped up, and he had it like under his butt, like sitting in the chair. <laughs> and so you know how like, and for some reason we decided to sit right along the where the girls walk down and dance. And which is apparently not the best seat in a strip club, but nobody told us that. Or maybe we knew that, and that's why we sat there. Either way, so the girls are coming like right up into our faces, and so they would like lean over into Ted's face to try to get him to, you know, give him a dollar, and he would just unzip his jacket a little bit and start going like this. Oh my god! And so he turns to us and he goes, "You know, what did he say? Like, who's the one person that could beat Godzilla or something?" Or or, or <laughs> what's the stripper's favorite movie monster or whatever? And he goes, Mothra. And he starts going like this. <laughs> and it's because we had just gone out to eat before we went there, and he was farting into his jacket. Shut up. Oh, and then the strippers would come over to him. He would blow <laughs> them, <laughs> blowing the farts into their faces, and they couldn't tell the difference. Oh, so. my God. <sighs> That's okay. Uh, Susan just messaged me and goes, that could be a new event, haunted strip clubs. We could do it. No, yep. we could do it. Five, five to eight. Uh, no, eight, eight to midnight. Meet and greet, <laughs> and then midnight to Eat. three or four, we investigate. No. Meet and greet. <laughs> we can, we can have, uh, we can have the pasta buffet. Yes, so meet no. and greet. Steaks. No. Eat and greet with candy. <laughs> uh, that'll be the, that'll be the one event that people are like, you know what? I, mean, I ate before I came. <laughs> Stay for the after hours crop dusting too, right? Yeah. Oh my god, no. That's, that's required. No. Listen, we need to get this back on track. Mama Cheryl just wrote in and said that we need more chick power to balance out this conversation, so. You're the worst She's, of the bunch. Mama Cheryl's I'm welcome not, to come to the I'm clubs not with the us. the worst one in this room. I, so? That started. It was it an all. innocent story. That started. No, it didn't. It would add it to the conversation. I am not the worst one. Listen, in this room. listen, hey, don't, don't let her. Mama Cheryl fool you. If she was here with us and we were all going right to the strip club, oh, she she would she'd be, be right there with us. <laughs> I've, he, I've yet to meet. Well, I think I might have met her once, but didn't know who she was. But I'm looking forward to finally getting to meet her in Philly. <clears throat> she is. She's awesome. She's one of the Cheryl, best people in the world. You need to call in and save me. Well, I'm I'm going to bring it back a little bit because we were we were mentioning why there might be more hauntings around the holidays, and you had mentioned Porter the energy in the mm-hmm. air, and and I think part of that too is people associate hauntings with negative energy too much because right. you know that's what you see on TV and everything, but there's positive yes. energy can also play into this because it's just giving them something to fuel the fire. So when everybody, excuse me, everybody's getting together and having a good time, mm-hmm. that can be enough to kind of power up oh. things and, and to stir things up. And I think that's why people find their loved ones around them so much more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I think that too, one of the things that we found uh, investigating on the show is that, you know, there's times when it just kind of gets stale and, and nothing's going on. It's kind of quiet. And then we'll just start, you know, bickering back and forth and just, you know, joking, cutting up. And then all of a sudden things go wild. So it's almost like that mm-hmm. Positive energy in some situations really fuels the fire. That's why anybody that's ever investigated with me, you know, you know that I'm going to tell a bunch of jokes while mm-hmm. we're in, and I'm going to fool around a little bit. I take the investigation seriously, but I also will, you know, tell stories or talk about funny things. And I've had people say to me, like, how come, you know, we're sitting there in the dark and you decide to start telling stories or you make jokes? Like, I don't know if that's professional. I'm like, well, what I'm doing is I'm just putting out a different vibe because yes. the vibe that we have isn't working. 
when everybody's sitting there in the dark and they're scared about what's going to happen, maybe that becomes an apprehensive thing for the spirit. But if I'm telling some jokes and lo- it'll mm-hmm, loosening start everybody to interact up, more, and and sometimes not paying attention is when they want to react because they're like, "Why aren't you paying attention right. to me?" So it does work. <laughs> Um, Tim, can you give us the the call-in numbers people are asking? 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. Or if you're a stripper, you can just dial 311, and that will give you a direct line in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm gonna, I'm I wonder gonna, how many people are dialing that right we, now. We're going to lose it if a stripper actually does call in. We are. It's oh, going to be over. I would love it. <clears throat> Like somebody's gonna call don't, and be like, don't I'm joke. trying to think who I know that I can you'll text. I, you'll know I, I know a few too. You'll so. know when it's a local stripper because they'll call and be like, Hi! <laughs> My name's Stardust. <laughs> Listen, I don't like you making fun of the food at the buffet. That's what I feed my eight kids. <laughs> you just gotta brush the cigarette smoke, the cigarette ash off them. How, how I went. I, I went to here? college with Stardust. We were in the same uh, class. Stop it! <laughs> she's a doctor during the day. Oh, you're a fan. Okay. She, oh, she's going to nurse school. <laughs> no, <laughs> she, she was then. <laughs> she was. Yeah, she was then. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. The first time I ever went to a strip club, literally, like I just went to go kill time, <coughs> like between classes at UMass, and I went to you know the the one yeah. down the street from there. And a girl from my class was actually in there, and she asked. She, she was like asking me questions about the midterm. Really? Yeah, that was that was a little awkward. <clears throat> so five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Those that's the number to call in eight seven seven nine nine six fourteen twenty. You can also comment in the chat room. Jimmy is a brave soul. He's offering to go do a live remote from the strip club. <laughs> So I doubt that's punishment for him. Yeah, well, what, what I what well, he might get punished and get thrown out though. What I'm thinking here is yeah. that he's just offering that because he's already there watching spooky <laughs> stuff goes on his phone. No, he's probably just at Hooters. See, when you're Jimmy, don't joke. That's where I was before I got dragged into the strip club. When you're when you're when you're Jimmy and you're all over the place though, like you you want to find people mm-hmm. to talk to and hang out, you know. Where do you go? Oh, my God. Every place has a Hooters and every place has a strip club. Mm-hmm. This is right. This is true. So, yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, Wait until we go to Philly. <clears throat> my... No. Because I, I know the owner the, of a good I'm, one. I'm going they, to bed early. Mm. Then they have cheesesteaks with, <clears throat> yes. with the strip club. You did... You, you saw those pitches. That was pretty good. Oh, my God. It's, you, Jim Steaks is one of the best you places. You're going to have to bring me back there. one. They're... Um, one of the other good things, too, about holiday ghosts <laughs> and... and <Food>. ho- <laughs> Wait, are you still on the strip clubs? No, I'm, t- no. I'm talking about... I'm saying holiday food. Okay. But one, one of the one of the good things about holiday ghosts, though, is a lot of people who have these experiences, they come back as reporting them as being positive. <clears throat> like, there's not a lot of people who are terrified to deal with this activity around Christmas time. And I, I wonder if that is because people are getting into a more spiritual mode, you know, with... I, I know that Christmas, to a lot of people, is just a... You know, like a family get-together holiday, trading presents kind of holiday. They don't always look at the, the, the reason for the season, as people say. <laughs> but for a lot of people do. A lot of people mm-hmm. do look at it as a very spiritual, spiritual time. Mm-hmm. And so when they are doing that, they're reflecting on that. and They're reflecting on these connections uh, between us as people and between people and God and all of that. So they might be opening themselves up more <laughs> mm-hmm. to having of, those type of experiences. A lot of people also, I've I've seen 
in the past reflect on Christmas and do a lot of remembrance of loved ones that have passed in that year mm-hmm. or maybe in a year prior to that. So because of that, they always, you know, get around family, big group, oh, we want to remember this person because they, you know, they miss now. So maybe because of that too, and maybe that loved one is with them stirring up activity possibly too. I think that if you are going to be, um, you know, open to it, then you're going to be more accepting of it when it does happen as opposed to when it's happening to you at another time of year when you're not really expecting it or not really wishing for it. You know, you are sitting around kind of saying to yourself that not only are you connected with your loved ones who have passed on, but at this time of year, you're, you feel like you're more connected with other people. Mm-hmm. So when you're walking down the street, you open yourself up to that person instead of not being friendly to somebody, mm-hmm. instead of not saying Merry Christmas, you know, now they would say Merry Christmas when it's not Christmas, but instead of not saying anything to that person yep. and then just seeing somebody walk by and say, hey, Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, like you are kind of attuning yourself to more other energies as well. So you're opening yourself up not just for those who have passed on, but even those who are still alive around you. And so that's probably going to kind of turn you into a little bit of a beacon as well do you find stephanie that i mean obviously you know you've developed an off switch over the years but did did this season get any harder for you uh before you had really had a handle on those things i don't think so i think um people living people i should say um that becomes more of i don't want to say a burden but it becomes a little crazier over the holidays because everybody is trying to reach out to their past loved ones around this time of the year so that kind of becomes a little crazy for me but you know so just people asking for your services right right um but other than that i think you know as far as you don't pick up on like an like a increase in energy around you that you have to Try harder to block out. No, because I'm so used to it at this point. I've, I've had it my entire life. I was born with it. So it's something that, you know, this is. But even before, even before you really had a handle on it, it never got <laughs> No, because like, overwhelming. if you think about it, I've dealt with it every single year my entire life. So it's something that I think I just subconsciously expect. So I can't really say that it's it's different around this time of year. Ha- Halloween's diff- difficult for me. Um, the, the energy shift around that time, yes. Um, but Christmas, no. I think, you know, just... The amount of people that are looking for that connection mm-hmm. is a little crazier, but the energy itself, I'm, I'm kind of just used to it. Do you think, too, that a lot of people this time of year, they're, you know, they're going through a difficult situation where they've lost a loved one, and they, they're missing them so much, and that, that, that internal sorrow that they have, they project it so much, and they want to see them so badly that they're looking at things and, and grasping at anything that shows up, and, and, and they're looking to see if there's someone there to visit with them, but they're, they're misreading those signs. Do you get that a lot, too? I don't know if I would. I mean, I think people misread signs always. There's anyway. going to be a lot of that, like people being right. like, oh, about this. "Oh, this ornament was, you know, this person's favorite right. ornament, right. and I just found it here." And there are know. times. I mean, I get some crazy, crazy stories in my emails, and we've talked about this before. Like, if it brings them comfort, let them go with right. it. You know, who are you to correct that type of thing? And it's not uh, really hurting anything. No, it's mm-hmm. not. But um, I think the the hardest thing for me around this time of year is the amount of people, like you were talking about, that inner sorrow of, you know, hard times financially because Christmas has become such a uh, a push for you have to hurry up and, and buy everything for well, everyone and, and spend tons of money. And that's really difficult for some people. But at the same time, it's difficult if they feel like they don't have anyone or they are missing people so badly in you know around the holidays. I'm dealing at this point in time this time of year 
believe it or not, not so much of I want to connect with my past loved ones, but I'm going through a really hard time or I'm considering suicide and different things like that. And right. those are the type of emails know. that are filling my inbox Holidays right now. always and seem to bring that out. That is a huge, huge weight on my shoulders because that, you know, as a human, I'm thinking to myself, you know, what, what can I possibly say? Or what if I don't say the right thing? You know, mm-hmm. am I in... You know, total control of Listen, whether or not you live tomorrow. I it, don't have your really ability, <clears throat> and I uh, obviously don't have your empathy for mankind because I'm a dick. But <laughs> there's also some degree of, like, you have to be able to say, I would assume, being in your position, at some point yeah. you kind of say, listen, I can't <clears throat> save everybody, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I can't, I can't yeah. sacrifice myself and my family and my time to have to deal with everyone because... If they're in that position, there's people that are closer to them than you are right. that should be picking up on those things and, and I agree should be you, there for them to help Unless them. they don't have anyone, which can sometimes be the case. And um, it's it's difficult. And there's times where I, you know, <clears throat> there's only so much I can do. There's only so much I can say. I can't fix the entire situation, but I just try to make the best suggestions possible um, to help them and, you know, to try to guide them in the right direction. Um, <clears throat> it's It's not easy. I would just be like, I would just make it look like an auto reply. Be like, here's a number for the suicide hotline. You need to talk to them. I'm not, I'm, right. I'm, I'm serious. Like, because I would say, listen, I'm not, I'm not equipped for that. Yeah. Talk to them. Get yourself in the right frame of mind. And then I can help you. Well, too, you don't know. A lot of times when you're dealing with someone like that, like for me, if I was dealing with someone in that situation, you don't. You may be talking to them and saying something that you think may be helpful, but it may be one of those trigger uh, mm-hmm. uh, phrases or words or something that just really puts them over the edge. And, you know, you touched upon this a little bit, too. I think that people who do have negative paranormal experiences at mm-hmm. this time of year are probably people who are very stressed out by the season. Correct. You know, because, like, hey, I'm out buying Christmas presents today because I got paid yesterday. You know, mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> yeah. it's it's when you live in paycheck to paycheck, it's hard to, to really have a fur. You know, and I hear all these people that say, oh, I've had my Christmas shopping done since September, and I've just been relaxing and enjoying the season. Well, that's great, but that doesn't work for everybody. And I think that if you have those increased stresses right you know you're already paranoid you're already worried about everything that you're kind of opening yourself up for no you definitely are negative i teach that in my classes all the time you know you have that negative mindset and every single time you have a horrible thought or a negative thought about something that goes out into the universe like a boomerang guess what's going to come back to you what you're putting out there so i especially my reiki classes i try to teach people um you have to sit down and truly think about every single thought that goes through your mind if you're thinking something horrible about somebody else or wishing horrible things on them, that's going out and it's coming back to you and you wonder why your life is so miserable. And we're so conditioned to think about the negative things that are said about us or the negative things that are surrounding us that, you know, if somebody says to you, if I say, hey, Porter, you know, I heard something horrible about you, Mm -hmm. your first response is, well, who said it and what did they say? Tell me everything. And instead of just brushing it off. But if somebody were to give you a compliment, we're always like, oh, no, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, you know, compliments make me feel really strange. I don't know why I can't explain it, but we stand in front of a mirror every single day and pick out what's wrong with us rather than right. mm-hmm. looking at the positive. Hey, I'm alive, I'm happy, I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I teach that a lot in my Reiki classes and, and changing your mindset on that type of situation it changes everything in your entire life and your entire outlook on life. You know, looking at something like you don't have a ton of money, you know, for Christmas. Okay. But you, you know, you have family, you have health, Mm -hmm. you you have happiness. It doesn't matter. Um, that saying, you know, it's not what's, um, under the tree. It's who's, who's around it. So it's, you know, changing how you feel about everything, you know, or doing something little for somebody else, you know, doesn't, you know, 
doesn't matter. Give to the less fortunate. You know, if you don't have a ton already, you know, it doesn't matter what you're you're out buying mm-hmm. thousands of dollars of gifts for other people. It's just you know, we, it's we, a crazy time of year. We mentioned <laughs> earlier how there seems to be an increase this year of people stealing packages off other people's doors. Uh, and one of the things that I've noticed this year, and you know, maybe it's because I, I I read a lot of Turtle Boy too, but one of the things that I've noticed is there are a lot of people who are not. There's people who have their hands out for help at Christmas yes. that have done things that would hurt them. You know, they, right. they've they've put themselves in that position. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like I decided to go out and get a bunch of tattoos and go out drinking right. and buy weed and all this stuff. And now it's two days before Christmas. And I don't want to give hey, my hey, kids. Hey. Don't help be me. knocking people with tattoos. I'm not knocking people with tattoos. <laughs> I I'm want them to come right before Christmas and spend <laughs> money. I'm knocking, <laughs> I'm knocking the people who don't budget for the tattoos. Right. And uh, people should be going to you and buying gift certificates to get. That's how I get. That's how I get my money for Christmas. <laughs> they should be. Are you financing tattoos yet? No. Okay. No. Uh, you can buy them in installments. <laughs> installments. We draw. We draw part of it, and then Lay away. we draw part of it. <laughs> uh, you know what you should do uh, when it comes to things like that, like people who are like, "What if I can only? Uh, you know, how much is this tattoo? It's it's two hundred dollars. I only have eighty. What can you do for eighty? I'm going to draw the same thing, but really small." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's like it's like you can get a small, a medium, or a large. Uh, <laughs> you want to supersize that, but um, uh, there, there's been a lot of people that have been doing that. There's been a lot of people that have been putting themselves into these holes, and and I and I know it's not just. I mean, I'm seeing it in some of the Facebook groups that I'm involved in, even some of my Facebook friends, where they put themselves in a position where they're hurting now financially. They're right. looking for other people to bail them out, and. I look at it as like I'm not a big karma person. Like I don't really believe in that kind of thing. Um, but I also look at it as it's a dichotomy because there's people who are doing the right thing by trying to help these folks, and they're like, "I'm going to bring you fifty dollars worth of gifts. I'm going to bring you some gift cards, whatever." They're doing whatever they can because they don't want to see the kids in that family <laughs> suffer for Christmas. But they're doing all this good stuff. But then the people who are putting themselves in this position, there has to be something bad. That's going to come back at them right. later on, you know. And it's like, does one cancel the other out? Does one person being bad by, you know, spending all their money on themselves and not having money to buy their kids anything for Christmas, does that get canceled out by the good person that wants to help out and gives a little bit more to that family, you know? Or are we just going to be at this one point where, you know, all these ratchet people are screwed come July when karma comes back on them? Mm-hmm. It's just one of the things that popped into my head as I'm reading these stories. Because some of these, some of these stories that I'm hearing are, you know, heartbreaking. Like, mm-hmm. listen, right. you know, somebody yeah. died, and you know, we only have one income coming in. You know, some of that stuff is 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 tragic, and you want to help. Sometimes those that people. stuff can be overlooked because the other stories that you mentioned are the first ones that people jump on. Right. I, I mean, I know there's always people who, and I'm, I've known people close to me that have been yep. in those situations uh, over the years, but. The the negative ones, the ones of people who are just basically like looking for people to bail them out for being shitty people. Right. Those are the ones that I think are are polluting the pool, and and, and I don't want to see that karma come back on on those people who are nice enough to help them. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you got to cut it off at some point. <laughs> like you got to say, I'm not helping you because you should have been in a better position than this. You know, there's a reason why they say, I've asked my family for money, but they won't help because your family knows yeah. that you don't deserve well, the help. What you're describing, too, is 
you know, users. Mm-hmm. You're right. not necessarily describing every single person that's made bad choices in that but one. But there just seems to be that, a huge increase right. in the users like, this year. No, I agree with you. But, you know, the people that, you know, made bad choices and that, that one good deed can change everything for them moving forward, that's different. But the people that do this year after year yeah. with, like, almost like a con artist type. Right. right. Well, they're opportunistic. Deal. Right. Yeah. And, and you can usually... That's different. You can usually tell because the stories are, you know, it's the same story they used last year. Right. They, they still have the GoFundMe up from a year ago. Like, when was this GoFundMe created? April of 2013. Yeah. And it's to help your kids at Christmas. So, I don't know. It just, it bothers me that there's people, there's people who want to do good and they will get taken advantage of by the people who are just terrible people. But, what can you do? We were We just happen to work in a field where... We honestly believe people's intentions can affect their lives. Right. Mm-hmm. Not everybody feels that way. Not mm-hmm. everybody believes that. Not everybody understands that. And so they they do these kind of things and then are shocked when more bad things happen to them. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's okay mm-hmm. because when people bailed me out last year at Christmas, they'll bail me out again next year. Right. So that being said, if anybody mm-hmm. wants to send me any Christmas presents, I've had a tough year. I need. Uh, there's I need. A, there's I, a bunch of Oreos sitting in front I, of you right I now. I need. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. No, no. I'm, really? I'm, yeah, yeah. I need Oreos. I need gift certificates to the strip Oreos. club. Do you? Yes. I need gift certificates to the strip club. Tim's I need, hungry. He's got to go for the buffet. I need the, <laughs> I need the buffet tickets. Yeah. Candy for dessert. I'll just get, I'll just, I'll just get <laughs> you a membership, Tim. I'll just get you a membership. John's got connections. Do they? Yes. Do they actually yeah. have memberships? Yes. Is that a real thing? At, at this one, they do because so, this one has three floors. So you're only allowed. What happens on, on the third floor? You're only, the <laughs> second, on the third yeah, floor. The second floor is a full-on restaurant. The third floor is a smoking room with pool table, bar up there, everything, TV, lounge area. You can just sit back and relax and smoke. And uh, so to go up there, though, you have to be a member. What do they charge for membership? For every quarter, it's three hundred bucks, but oh. you get but you get three hundred and fifty food and beverage comp put on your card. So basically, you're getting fifty bucks extra besides getting giving you three hundred at the restaurant back. or at the buffet. <laughs> I feel like this is a weird commercial. This for, keeps circling right? back, doesn't right. it? Keeps circling we're, back. Listen, hey, listen, listen. We're on the YouTube here. We're not on the radio. The most yeah. ridiculous part Go of ahead. all of this. No, hold on. Drop it. Drop it. Tell us where. Oh, it's Desires in okay. Providence. All right. Give us the address. <laughs> give us the phone number, the website. Uh, he he doesn't know. know. His car just automatically drives there. Give, give yeah. a, I, it's just saved program. in my GPS. Give us so. the specials. What's the, what's a good special? What's you know Monday night amateur night? No, kind of t- Tuesday Tuesday night is prime rib night. <laughs> All right, you had me at prime rib. I wasn't sold on this till he said prime, prime rib. rib. No, seriously, it's two, prime rib until eight o'clock every Tuesday night. And it comes with sides, and you get two free two free drinks of your choice. <laughs> what comes on the side? <laughs> yeah, what do you get on the side? <laughs> but uh, how how is the prime rib? Is it good? I don't eat prime rib, so I can't say. Um, it looks good. I've seen it. Captain's uh, cut. You know, nice, nice. Oh no, cut. it is nice yeah. and thick. Yeah, no, it is. Um, what are we talking about here? <laughs> and then during the summer, every Friday, Saturday night, they have burgers and hot dogs on this huge, mm. which these two can attest to. It's a huge round outdoor grill area. Listen, I went for the th- the free drinks. That was it, and um, and they no. and they were awful strong, weren't they? They were awful. So I'm going to start a GoFundMe right. for the membership fee. <laughs> GoFundMe for the membership fee. Um, <laughs> help, help Tim, Christmas. Help Tim have prime ribbon naked women. <laughs> Please help me. So I'm trying to buy prime rib and see naked women and buy cases of Peggy Lawton brownies. <laughs> I only said that because they they brought up the Peggy Uh, Lawton brownies again in the chat room. Mama Cheryl has said 
I, I Did you read this? I saw the comment, yes. <laughs> She's game for a strip club in Philly. Absolutely. It's <laughs> so since I know it's on YouTube, I can say the name of it. Um it's Ari it's actually I'm friends with the manager of the place and it's um Larry Flint's Hustlers Club in Philly. And I've been twice this. already and it's actually a real it's compared to Desires, like it's really up there. It's really, really nice. <laughs> yes. And no. Like I said, the manager is my friend. When I went there for the, I actually took Robert Mukes there when we went down for the tattoo show that I got him booked at, and uh, they were awesome over there. They gave free drinks all night, and I mean it was. Re- really Rebecca, awesome. Rebecca wins comment of the night in the chat room. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's not prime rib; it's roast beef. <laughs> you know, I almost said it, but I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna leave it be because then we're just gonna circle back around. No, and it's just it gonna, time, right? Yeah, so. I'm gonna blame you for that one. You can. Nice. I, I threw it out there, and it circled back. <sighs> All right. And I just got yelled at by Susan. What's wrong with you for not eating prime rib? Are we off the air? Sounds like it. I don't know why. Something's up. That's the worst noise on the planet. Yeah, it'll switch over itself. It's like the song that never ends. It's supposed to flip over in seven minutes. So So we get to listen to that for seven minutes? No, I'm just going to keep hitting this until okay. something else clicks in. I'll just keep press. Every time I hear it beep, I'll just press another button. Hmm. That's what I do. <laughs> I know what he's doing. Okay. He's going to turn off the beat. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe he's going to the bathroom. Who knows? <laughs> so uh, I do want to let people know that uh, tonight's show has been on YouTube only. And, uh, <laughs> and, and it's, right. been, it's been sponsored. Tonight's live stream has been sponsored by Council Cabs, specializing in custom speaker cabinets for guitarists and bassists with a musician in mind. They, uh, they make hand-built cabinets geared toward beginners, lifelong enthusiasts, and full-time touring musicians alike. They also, they, in addition to building their own custom ones, they also repair and refinish ones that you may have as well. So go to Council Cabs, C-O-U-N-C-I-L-C-A-B-S, councilcabs.com, or you can email them councilcabs at gmail.com. And they have a really cool logo, uh, too, as well, so... Check it out on councilcabs.com. So they sponsored tonight's live stream, so thank you to them. Awesome. And, uh, and, and if you need speaker cabinets, definitely go and see them. I mean, there you go. I could just imagine that a lot of, I mean, a lot of our audience are musicians. Right. A mm-hmm. lot of them are you know, people who are audio enthusiasts. So councilcabs.com, that's the place to go. And I could have uh, had Matt tell us a little bit more about them too, but he walked out of the room. See, another friend that works there. Her, she made cheesecake squares for the girls. See? Well, that's for the girls. You, you shouldn't be going in there and eating the girls' treats. See? Cheesecake squares. You oh, just to say thank you. going downhill again. But, but that's for the girls. Yeah, but still. You, like, you if you go in there no, and they're like... No one else. If you go no in there and like... No one picked it up. No one? No one. They no left one. it alone. If you walk in there and like, do you want some of our cheesecake squares? You should be like, oh, no, those are just for you guys. Can I have your treats? Right? <laughs> oh, my God. My name is Tiny Tim. That's your <laughs> Go to my GoFundMe page. Now it's getting personal. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, don't make me show you my Yule log. <laughs> oh, my gosh. As long as it's not next to the Great Barrier Reef, we're okay. Right? I will, I will pull that thing out, and all you will hear is Handel's Messiah. Just <laughs> Susan says she got your comment, Paula. <laughs> she, she got it. Matt, while you were gone, I did do the, oh the sponsorship, God. just so that you know. Okay. 
we might as well say desires was sponsored tonight's, <laughs> <laughs> tonight's show. Listen, too. The they next get a, time they get a pay. They get a plug. Next, yeah. The next time you come in, have them send some talent. No. They can it's they can and some prime rib. Oh, this is going to become the Howard Stern show, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> You're going to watch the ratings go. <laughs> we'll be taping off the windows. So we used to do a we used to do a. a, a, a thing in the paper every week where we would pick all the NFL games and we had a sponsorship for it and they lost the sponsorship for it and so I suggested well why don't we have the strip club sponsor it like the strip club would be yeah. perfect and they're like no we can't have strip clubs advertising in the newspaper why I'm not like, sure you can and then I suggested getting them on as, as a sponsor on the radio here for like I wanted to do a, a weekly segment uh, called ask a stripper on my Saturday morning show and I was, I was told back then no, no we can't we can't be advertising strip club on when we're on YouTube only, we don't mind advertising the strip clubs. So if they want to get involved and get some sponsorships, we will. Because who better to to advertise to than the people who are sitting at home on a Saturday night watching yep. us talk about ghosts? There you go. They're like, maybe we can get those people to come out and go to the strip club. I mean, just the revenue they could get from Jimmy alone when he comes up here. Oh, my God. They'll probably make it worth it. Ah, we're just kidding. We love you, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> He's... He's he's making this the most animated I've ever seen him be in the chat room, and he's usually very animated. So what does that tell you? Oh yeah, uh, but he's he's we started talking about something near and dear to his heart. Uh, so we are just about out of time. It's the last uh, four minutes or so of the show, and it is the show that is right before Christmas. So uh, <laughs> we do have Christmas wishes that we want to you know give everybody our best. Of course, and, yes. And uh, and uh, I'm, I'm going to go around the table real fast and just you know we're all into weird stuff. People are people know that people in our lives know that we're into weird stuff. So I'm just going to ask if anybody ever received any kind of a Christmas gift based on your weirder side, the stuff that you're into. Did anybody ever give you a gift that was something you know paranormally related, or they're like, "Oh, I was in the store and I saw this, and I immediately thought of you. I thought you would like this." So, and I'm going to exclude from that you know gifts that people have given us that are like listeners of the show because obviously. You know, that's tied into what it is that we're talking about. I'm talking about your family, your loved ones, coworkers, what have you. Did anybody ever give you anything that was related to your weirder side? Stephanie, anything? I'm trying to think. Um, I want to say maybe books to do with the paranormal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if anything else would. But I know, I mean, weird Christmas stories I used to... Uh, be able to tell my parents what was inside of the boxes that they wrapped and then hand them back to them on, on you know, totally perfect still and make them unwrap them for me because I already knew what was inside. So. Yeah, you would drive my grandmother crazy because she used to love to put things in a different box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just to mess with you. So like you would open it up, like you get this big giant box and you'd open it up and you're like, what is this going to be? And then you open it up and it's like this giant like box of mason jars. Right. And then you're like, you got me mason jars? And she's like, open the box. And then you open the box and it's like a toy inside. Right. You know, like she used to do that stuff just to mess with people. So she would, you would totally blow her whole Christmas game. They'd hand me the box. I'd say, oh, thank you, mom. For, and I'd say what it was and then I'd hand it to my dad, you know, just totally wrapped still and back and forth. My mom, actually it's on VHS. I'm going to have to take a a video. I'm going to have to dig it out and just... Take a video of I, it. I, so do people have, can see. I do have the con- I have the conversion technology. Yeah, I can make it digital for you. I actually and um, Aaron Aaron can too. Did you, Did you see what Rebecca just wrote in the chat? No. How about alien strippers? <laughs> hey, I think I've seen those before. D- did you get those for Christmas, John? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you asking for those for Christmas? <laughs> no. <laughs> you can always tell the alien ones because they've got they've got the third nipple. 
This is true. That's how you know. Yes, yes. They've got three of those little things on. I was, I was going to say in the probe, but I think. I might have to delete this from Facebook forever. <laughs> did, did you ever get anything? You know, I can't say that Christmas? I've gotten a gift, you know, specifically at Christmas or any time, but I did get a really cool gift from uh, one of our video guys on the road one time. He brought me a stone uh, uh, back from the uh, Mount of Olives. In the, in the Holy Land. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very religious. And so that was, uh, that was really something really neat to me is, is something like that. But that was, uh, you know, because I'd said that's always been one of the places I would love to go to, you know, just to, uh, to experience and, and would love to investigate. I mean, you know, anywhere I go, I want to investigate. Did, um, did you feel any energy from it? I can't say that I did. It was just, you know, an emotional thing. It's kind of like, you know, you just, it's, it's neat to have a piece of, of, of that piece of history. Mm -hmm. and of course, I'm a big history buff too. So anything to do with history, I absolutely love. So, uh, you know, that was, that's, that's the one thing that came to mind when you mentioned that. So there are a lot of people who do what we do and will bring with them, you know, holy relics. Mm -hmm. Like they'll actually have like, you know, some people claim to have a splinter of the true cross. I think actually Ed Warren, I believe, claimed to actually have uh, a splinter of the true cross. But, you know, people will have different religious relics that they'll carry with them as a form of protection. And so if somebody gave somebody that for a gift, I could mm -hmm. uh, be like, well, that's that's a pretty awesome gift to have even aside from this. Like just right. to have something like with that type of a significance to it mm -hmm. is pretty awesome. John, what's I, I don't want to know what gifts the strippers <laughs> gave you. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, <But. laughs> you know, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I'm not huge on asking for anything. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I think anything that I do get, it's because family members or whoever know that it's just something I want. I, they never ask me. Like, even my mother, my mother will send up a gift package from Florida, and it's always, you know, like a gift card or something. I think it's just the fact that they still, to me, it's not so much getting a gift. It's just the actual appreciation that they still think to, you know what, I know he could use this and go out to dinner, or I know he could use this right. and get something that he wants for his truck. So it's not specifically one certain thing. Matt, how about you? You ever get anything paranormal for Christmas? I know that you have to grab the microphone, but um, paranormal related? Yeah, well, just anything stuff, like, like a few bucks here and there. Anything but, weird that they're like <laughs> you're into weird stuff? I thought you were like you know, this. I got a um, a Lego Ninja alarm clock that was pretty badass one year. That's pretty cool. Yeah, was that last year? Uh, I think it was like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a, I'm not judging. Yeah, I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's nifty. It's like this tall. Still well, use it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the only clock in my house. <laughs> Not surprising yeah. at all. Well, that's right. You don't have cable, right? So you don't have a cable box. I have a cable box. Oh, you do? Uh, it's just not hooked up. Okay. So uh, it doesn't actually I don't, display the time? I hooked it. I hooked up uh, my cable box, and I was like, this is, this is crap all I don't even want it. Yeah, Matt's a cord I, cutter. I hate, I, hate, I hate cable. He He's one of those cut-the-cord people. Yeah. I admire you. I'm too dependent on it. Well, and to answer the question myself, I don't think I've ever gotten anything weird from anybody. No. No. But now watch. Everybody will give me some sort of weird <laughs> gift tomorrow. It's and on now. Well, now i got to think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have to grab you something strange. Mm-hmm. In the neighborhood? Yep. You got it. No, that's... Uh, I'm the same way, though. Like, I don't really... Like, I tell everybody, just give me a gift card for Christmas. And then I save them up for years. You and do. Then that is true. finally just go out and buy something that I want with them. 
You know, like it's they always love it when I walk into like Best Buy because they know I'm plunking down four <laughs> Just years. Make it rain of, with gift cards. <laughs> yep. It's like this is from my birthday three years ago. This is from Christmas five years ago. Is that what you gonna throw up at the strip club too? Yeah, I'll just <laughs> do gift that. Cards. <laughs> they walk. They they walk over and they're like leaning forward, and I just slide the gift card between their cleavage. Stop it. <laughs> you know, they have those chips now. Better than I, it's better than what I did before. Like they walk over and I'm like, oh, I got a ten. Can I get a five and five ones? <laughs> in the gift receipt. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I just in case this is the wrong size, you know, I can return it later on. Oh, but I do have a stack of quarters. Here you go. Yeah. That's 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 always the 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 hard part is you know when people are like, oh, I have a stack of ones, and they're like, oh, what are you even going to the strip club? Like, no, I'm just broke. <laughs> all I have is ones. Listen, I used to trade in when I was bartending all of my ones at the end of the night, and I would be so mad if I had to leave there with a stack of them because I didn't want people to think that. Well, it, it was funny. For the past, like, again, you guys know my tattoo shop's in Brockton, so it's not the, the best of area. That's mm-hmm. probably, you know, tip-wise. And I do. Sometimes, you know, people come in and get a piercing or a tattoo, and, you know, the tattoos can be a lot of money, and they don't have a lot left to leave for a tip, so they might leave, like, a five and two ones, or, you know, some might just give a couple ones, three ones, piercing, you know, those are only $20, $30, $40, so they might give, like, four ones or something. So I save my ones, and literally I got them out, and I have a drawer in my room that I put them in, and I literally opened it the other day, and I counted it, and I had 275 in ones from this year, all just sitting there. And I, I didn't even know what to do with it because some I'm like, lucky some lucky lady is like, I'm like, I'm gonna go to some store or some bank and use this. Store. And the first thing yeah. they're gonna think of the roast beef store, some yeah. buffet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you are up here for another day, right, daughter? No, I'm, I'm leaving tomorrow. Well, they open at noontime. <laughs> He'll be at the airport. I'll be at the airport. Wait, it's not about when they open tomorrow. It's when, when they, they close, close tonight. <laughs> we can still make it. <laughs> we can no, still make no, it. No. Especially with John driving. Yes. Yeah, no right? kidding. All right. Hey, I, I, I make it to Philly in four and a half to five hours. <laughs> <laughs> and he makes it back home in three and a half after he's eaten enough of those cheesesteaks. Yeah. He's going to take a dump. <laughs> yeah, right? That's why I have to rush. Defcon 5. Uh, I, that's the only time I like roast beef. <laughs> Is on that at note. The strip club? <laughs> All right, I think we should really end it here because uh, we're getting out of control and John's going to get to the strip club before it's too late. <laughs> After midnight. So we do want to say gone. Merry Christmas to everybody out there, and uh, and we will talk to you next week when we will we'll look back at a paranormal year in review, and we'll talk a little bit about some of the things we see upcoming uh, in the future. And uh, I also got a chance, just real quick, uh, got a chance to talk to the amazing Kreskin again this week Did during you? the Phil Paleologa show. Uh, he, we interviewed him on uh, on Wednesday, so you can check that out on the WBSM YouTube page. And he's actually going to be coming back to the Phil Paleologa show on my birthday, on January 4th at 9, 10 in the morning. So I'm going to be coming in for that. So if you are a fan of The Amazing Kreskin, if you liked uh, when he was on with us a few months ago, uh, then you can tune in to WBSM on January 4th at 9, 10 a.m. to hear more with The Amazing Kreskin. He's going to be making some predictions for 2018, and he made one prediction this past week when he was on. And he said that in 2018, we're going to have an influx, a, a big thing going around the country where people are going to be naked in theaters, movie theaters, uh, you know, th- where you go to see plays. 
people are going to be naked in theaters. Not the cast, not the people on the stage, but people in the audience are just going to be removing their clothes in theaters. It's going to become a big thing in 2018. So with that being said, we'll be announcing some new performances of an evening of Ghost Stories and New England Legends. Uh, and if you want to get naked and you're good no. looking, we'll put you in the front. Uh, is, are we allowed to do that when we're at a strip club? Us get naked? No. Uh, he did not predict strip clubs, but I can check back with him and make sure. My God. Even when you have a membership, then it'll be revoked. <laughs> All right. So that does it for tonight's show. We've already gotten into enough trouble, and uh, we'll go off here and get into some more. So until next week, for Matt, for Matt, who's not here tonight, for John, for Porter, for Stephanie, I'm Tim. We want you all to stay spooktacular. <laughs>